What up, everybody? This is the House of Darkness here in Real Talk. I'm trying not to lie because I mean, I said some stuff that made a bit Perry like not understand himself. But that's right. We're sitting here getting ready to talk about some things that are nerdy. But I'm not by myself. Once again, we're going to reintroduce Who's Glad to Talk Tune. I say taco and tune and tiny tunes and everything on that. Pixelated, yeah, pickle taco. <laughs> Pixelated taco. Say what up, man. What up? Hey, B. Perry, show him what's up. Hi. And. Yes. Yes. Keanu Reeves. First of all, just to be clear, if I can get Keanu Reeves on this thing, I'm done. I made it. I've made it in the world. You've won. I've made it in the world. Yeah, where else do you go from there? Yeah. So, Keanu, tell us about John Wick 4. No. <laughs> Comes out like, what, 2020? Anyways. No, we got Dwight Illustrated. Say what up, man. What up? What he, up? He, he was too cool for school. That's why he sat there with Ian the Stuff podcast show and did an interview with him. But that's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, I love you, Ian. I love you, Ian. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. I love you, Ian. I love you. All right, let's get into this. So one of the things we wanted to t- discuss. Actually, let me ask you this: You watch? Did you watch any of the E3 stuff? I watched it except for today. Today was the first day I didn't watch it. I, uh, I don't think I'm missing much. I know. No. What was the one thing that you're happy about? What was the but one I'm, thing that surprised you? And what was the one thing you were disappointed with? Okay, the start with the surprise was I don't know much about the Xbox or the Microsoft. Play the subscription model they're going for, mm-hmm. so I'm a little confused on that. But I was surprised because it seems like that's where things are going nowadays. Um, everyone's trying to embrace the subscription model. I like that. I do. I just don't want too many different entities doing it to the point where we find ourselves paying more now to get everything we want than we did originally when we were buying things all apart. So I, I wanted to know what comes with that bundle. What comes with that? That was what I was surprised about. I don't think they really clarified that. They said 100 games. Well, it, it is saying it was like there's the ones for the console, there's PC, and it was yeah. like one other thing, I forget. But it was all con- in- included, mm-hmm. which okay. is really good. All right, so I'm going to put that with Final Fantasy. Uh, I really, I never really got into the original Final Fantasy VII, so shame. this is going to be, it is a shame, so this is going to be my redemption. Uh, happy about, because that was my surprise, happy, Battletoads. Oh, oh, I yeah. forgot! I forgot boy. about Battletoads. I'm, I'm so glad they went old school with it. We got the original hand drawn art. Uh, it's still side scrolling. It's three players. So you do like you up. do like the art style? They I have. love it. I, I liked it. I okay. Liked it. I mean, it, people don't like it. Some people don't. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some people who are not, who are not feeling it. I mean, are, are we talking about people who grew up with the original or this, like the newcomers who never really who, got to know? In all honesty, who knows? I, I think you could be spoiled off the new genera- the current generation graphics. If I could see that the throwback might take some people back, but if you are if you come from the original, I think you look at it like, this is an upgrade for where we came right, from. Right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. where we yeah. came from. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And I really like, nowadays, obviously, uh, the online play, we embrace it, we love it. But just to be like the four of us here, imagine having it right here, three player co op. It's going to bring us back to the 90s when we were all, I mean, the, you know, 15 or 10 or whatever it was. The fact know. that, like, the, the like scooter ride is like co op now. So you oh, have like three man. guys on, this, on, on, their, on their bikes on the whole man, thing. Man, I, I just I can't wait, but I didn't see a, a release date. So oh, yeah, that brings right. me to my disappointment. Like... That was my biggest disappointment. I couldn't find... I even went... That was your disappointment? Was the release date for Battletoads? And Sony. Sony was a little MIA. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were talking about that earlier. Like, they were just nowhere to be found. And and you know what it was? uh, I'm going to say it, and I hope we don't have some people walking away from Dave's... uh, His podcast. So, this is my point of view. This has no reflection on Dave here. Uh, I I thought it was kind of a cocky move. 
I really did. But they they're in a they have they're in a place where they can do that. But come on, bring something. I we know that there's 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 more PS4s and homes nowadays, and they're all Xbox. We get that. This still shows what we can look forward to until the next generation comes out. You know, we have uh, uh, what's the cyborg one? The future one? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk seven. Okay. Uh, we'll put a period right there. Maybe Otherwise, no, it's going to reach 2077. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Wow, that was a great reveal. Don't do that. That was fantastic. And yeah, so we got a 2020 title. A lot of the good games I think a lot of us are waiting on will be 2020, which is going to butt us up right next to the next, I believe it was the Xbox. I think we're anticipating that coming out in 2020. Yeah, Starlight. it's going towards the end of 2020, 2020. So. so this is typically what they do. The finale, we're going to see the games we... I, I wouldn't doubt if Battletoads was out, pushed, pushed to, you know, early next year. So we got Cyberpunk, Marvel, um, oh, Final Fantasy is another one that's coming out next year. What's, uh, I don't know anything about the Marvel Avengers. Uh, personally, mm, it didn't really grab me, but I think a lot of the, the you know, the, the culture, the people that are into that might embrace that because... Okay. Be, just, hey. to, just to be clear, being the guy who embraces that culture, I was not very happy. Either. Okay, okay, so. good. Because I wasn't sure. When I was looking at it, I'm like, am I looking at cutscene? Mm-hmm. Am I looking at pre-recorded? What? What is this? Is gameplay? Right. What am I supposed to get excited? about? Is this early? I can't tell. Yeah. This is early. Yeah, that's how we felt. Yeah. Avengers, sponsored by Walmart. Yeah, Ooh, I yeah. Wow! Wow! We, I mean, <laughs> it's the <B> Avengers. <laughs> I will. I, I will say that. Um, that. Uh, Hank's little uh, shrinking yeah. gun. I thought that was cool. I thought I like seeing that. I like. Well, they can, they did confirm that Hank Pym's officially in in the Is in the game. game. So, do we have a roster? As far as you know, it's the original Avengers and Hank. Okay. Well, hey. So here's my question: On a video game, how do you differentiate certain powers like Hulk and Thor? How do you make one feel superior? I mean, come on. Well, that's easy. One game. uses the implement. One doesn't. One's what? One uses the implement. Like the Molnir, mm-hmm. and he's elemental. That's easy. And one's sure, but, green. But how do you how do you make him feel different? Well, one can fly, one doesn't. Well, one feels heavier when you're playing. Yeah, I mean, okay. here's the thing. In all honesty, I think Thor and Hulk would be considered heavy characters. Sure. But what makes Thor different? He has range. He can throw Molnir, get him back. Lightning. Yeah. Lightning. So, so it's gonna be about balancing the characters out, where one doesn't feel like he's overpowered or overpowers the rest. Right. Because then you might as well just have a single Iron Man game with, with. Yeah, we all know how well the Iron Man game yeah. turned out. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's who? Who made the uh, Batman series? I know. Rock said he did it. Why was I under the impression that they were involved in this? They were, but they're not. It was Square Enix and uh, Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics is also responsible for. What? I, I, I can't remember right now. I know they've done some good ones. That's yes. not a good sign. It, it just, it's not it's escaping me right now, oh, but yeah, I know right. they've the done some good games. Remember. They've done some good games. <laughs> yeah, the fact that we don't remember. No, they're no they're like their name I know. I'm like, oh shoot, Crystal Dynamics. I know I recognize her. They name. made that um that that, uh, you, that Don't do uh, that. Don't do that. Don't do know. that. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well hey, with, with with Square behind it we know it's gonna look pretty. Sure. Just Ooh, what, our, our, is that. it? Is it gonna look pretty? pretty right now? Well, with uh, <laughs> six more months of development, we hope that it, you know it's gonna look pretty. But again, you know, I mean, we don't know what the devs are working on. I mean, they're probably already knee deep in next generation consoles, where they're like, just throw whatever you can at what's coming out and wrap it. Curtains, you know. Like I look back on that experience of looking at the trailer, just being like, really, this took a year to get this trailer out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Right. So this is what we're doing now. Now so like a week in advance and everything. I'm assuming it's because they put all of their eggs into the FF7 basket. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I, I feel like I said, I feel like there's that That's one guy. Basket. That's a good basket, though. I'm, like, I'm not mad at them. No. I just feel like there's that one guy who woke up, oh no! <laughs> there was a trailer due today! <laughs> okay. Crystal Dynamics did the two meter games, the new ones. Okay, well, okay. That's, okay. that's pretty good. Legitimate. That's, yeah. Fair. yeah. But see, that was, again, to Actually, our, to his discredit. Oh. That was no, 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 no. First of all, Crystal Dynamics has a long roster of pretty dang good games from like, like? from like the two meter, all like pretty much most of the two meter games to all the Gex games, Soul Reaver. But those like, are all yes, single like, player, so we don't know yes. if they can. What? Okay, okay. We don't know if they can balance a game with multiple characters and multiple abilities. Where Samurai Showdown from 93. Okay, I mean, well, then I, I take okay. it back. Yeah, that was yeah, a really yeah. well-balanced yeah. game. <laughs> Granted, 25 Delight, we're, we're not going to acknowledge, we're not gonna acknowledge yeah, that one. I mean, I, well, the point is, like, they, these guys have been, they've, they've done some big games. And I remember them, I, I forgot that they did Tomb Raider. Did they forget how to do trailers in that history? I'm telling you, he just woke up <laughs> that morning. Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, Herb. <laughs> I didn't read my emails. Yeah, that's what that is. The Raider games were pretty, pretty. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. And, and, they, and they did the newer ones, too. So they're involved with the newer ones. Yeah, so. that, those oh, were good-looking good games. Yeah. Those were really good-looking games. So the potential's there. They just, they for some reason, they didn't deliver. Yeah. We're gonna, I bet you're going to see some sort of update within the week. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, hey, Herb? Yeah. You got... Show them the real trailer. You got 72 hours or else you're... You're going to be with a janitor with Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I will release another Skyrim port by tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> this one's going to be called Skyrim. Learning math Skyrim for in like, elementary schools. Skyrim, Mario still is missing. That's, that's what that <laughs> one's going to be called. Skyrim, but this time you have a gun. I actually, I play that actually. I, I play that now. So, so, you know, quick run. How would you grade E3 this year? Mm. To be quite honest with you, it's probably one of the worst I've seen. One of the worst? One of the worst I've seen. I was a little disappointed okay. with it. Uh, yeah. And wow. Again, I Here, here's what, well, in comparison to the other ones, like, yeah. that's probably a very fair. I mean, because the other ones were really good. We had a lot more to look forward to. I mean, I remember the console cycles repeated themselves a lot. The, the, the difference between the console cycles before were a lot closer. So I guess there was more to introduce. But this is the first time we've seen... Sony literally just take a back seat. Right, Switch has right. already been out. They're already they're already on the road. Nintendo has really shown us nothing that I've seen that released it out. At least at this E3, uh, Sony is gone. Cyborg was good. Um, of course, or uh, what's it called? Keanu Reeves. Uh, okay, we call it that. <laughs> that okay. So you know what? When that came out, that was two E3s ago. This is this would uh, yes. This was the third E3. So we're just now seeing gameplay. Well, they they officially that. announced it so, a couple of years ago, and then yeah. they showed gameplay last year. So so it wasn't really anything new. So I other mean, than Counter Reeves, like that was the that was the biggest reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Although we like it, the biggest for this was when they first revealed it, and we're like, well, when are we going to get our hands on that? And I remember that when it was all PC, it, it was I don't think they even rendered so it. The, on, so on the, the fact console. that Nintendo revealed that they're doing a new Panzer's Dragoon game didn't didn't hit you in the chest. No. Well, what is it? You never play Panzer's Dragoon from the Sega side? Oh, so you don't understand uh, no, that. No, 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 no. So, so, that, so that, no one like, no like, no went over your head. Yeah, and, and, and that could be the thing. Because so when I saw the Nintendo, I when I kind of raced, now I raced to it on Flashback, on, excuse me, on IGN, 
uh, I didn't watch it live, so I kind of watched through the YouTube right. and stuff like that, right? And as I'm scrolling through the videos, nothing really popped out. No, if I'm know, being honest. Banjo being and, released and, on and, Smash. No, and, 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 well, so Smash, again, I mean, it, you guys could tell me, is this something that's, that's significantly Yeah, <laughs> just Chris just looks this like... This was the best C3 ever. I remember you well, saying that, and I remember him saying well, because if, of that. Well, the thing is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, look, look you gotta work yeah, out. Yeah. No, but, but part of it, I think part of it's because we sure, understand the history. Sure. We understand the history of, like, sure. not only of the Banjo-Kazooie in general, but right. understanding that he was, like, one of the, like, highly, like, yeah, requested character to to show up in Smash for years. Since right. the beginning of Smash years. history. Okay, so that's that's a new Like, build. 20 years. Completely. Like, for 20 years. So, here's the thing I'll ask. He looks I'll, so I'll, I'll answer the question with another question <laughs> to you guys. I'm wearing a short sleeve. What was revealed at this E3 that you didn't already know about? That wasn't already hinted or revealed... Well, I, I already knew. Well, we were already oh, anticipating. Okay. Here's it. Yeah, the last three. Yeah, we were already anticipating FF Seven. We were already we were already anticipating that. Right. We were already so expecting new some new reveal about Smash. Um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We already knew. We already knew about. I think the things that that I that caught me was the most was like, uh, Fantasy Star Online two being mm-hmm. being released in the United States. Um, I didn't. I didn't catch that. The, the Final Fantasy, Fantasy VIII remaster. Yeah, that was a big reveal for, all, for everything. For everything, yeah. yeah, it was a big reveal. Uh, I was Breath not. I did not see that coming. Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah, was Breath, a, yeah, Breath, Breath of the Wild one. two like, was a big reveal. Even if you reveal. don't like it, that was actually was pretty unexpected. No, that, I, I didn't see that coming either. I, I didn't see anything think, on the internet saying that was even going to happen. There was no leaks. Nothing. Nothing. That was the biggest surprise. That was some big surprise. And the fact that we didn't get anything about Elder Scrolls Six was Six was a surprise to me as well. I was like, they announced it last year, and then we got nothing, any information this year. Hey guys, remember that thing we told you about last year? It's coming. No, so, we don't have a trailer concept art, but we do have a mobile game to give you. Yeah, the janitor's out sick, but when he's back, he'll get on it. <laughs> so based on new content, how would you rate this year's E3? Because I mean, without E-plus. saying that it was recycled. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it. And I'll I, say here's the thing. Here's thing. Without saying recycled content, how we, would you rate? We never got. Here's the even though FS7 we knew was gonna we we're, were expecting something, it was still new stuff. Yeah. There was never a breakdown of the sure. of the game, That's how fair. the functions of it. First of all, we never got a Tifo reveal. That's right. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, and more than just her. Yeah. yeah. We saw Marlene. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we there was a reveal about a bunch of other characters in the game. The Tifa reveal was huge. This was the first gameplay uh, reveal. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And it, it was. And they broke it down. It wasn't just simply. Oh, no. This there's is like, how you play the whole, game. There's like a twenty minute presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It was no. No. It was a breakdown of the game. So we were ex- expecting something for FF Seven, mm-hmm. but to the level it gave, yeah. that's not what we. And I was like, please show Tifa, please. And they did. And they did. Yeah. And I, it made I me think I, even with even down to like with the Nintendo like on Smash. Like, we knew we were probably going to get reveals, but we didn't know who the two of them would be. Yeah, we weren't expecting two reveals. Yeah, yeah two different We were expecting one. Yeah, we weren't expecting one, but we got two. Like, yeah. one at the beginning, one at the end. And then, like, for some of the other stuff, like, when they showed Pokemon, I, like, we already knew we were going to see Pokemon, but for them to do a 20-minute demo of that gameplay, too, and for us to see it more in depth, right. that was also new stuff, too. So okay. I thought that was pretty It's not cool. necessarily about what titles they announce, it's how much... Detail they go into and, and, and how much we get to see mm-hmm. more and stuff like that. Like, like I mean, and there was see... we were expecting, we were hoping for new stuff too. So it's not like we weren't 
I was too. I was thinking, because, I mean, some of this stuff I feel like could have been shown and revealed throughout the, I mean, without an E3. Right. Because, I mean, E3's a... Like a Fallout 76? Thing. Come on, like, bro. Yeah, yeah, we now have NPCs. We have human uh, NPCs. You really, you went to E3 to tell us that? Just like, get right, out of so, here. So Ubisoft yeah. subscription model. <laughs> those eight higher. Microsoft, Nintendo, everyone's going to subscription model. I mean, they could have... Well, Nintendo's really, not doing that, no. Nintendo's not doing it? No. I don't know why I was in the impression they were doing it. Doing what? Subscri- Maybe I got it mixed up with Ubisoft. Ubisoft's oh, subscription. Uh, subscription service. I think you're thinking of uh, Xbox. Xbox well, I know, I know Microsoft is doing no, it. No, Ubisoft is doing it too. Oh, it is? okay, yeah. then, yeah. Ubisoft's yeah. doing it too. So, I mean, I, I, I really thought once I started seeing that happen, I thought that's all we were getting this E3. I thought they were going to start showing us, guess what? A la carte purchasing is kind of a thing of the past, which is what people are kind of acclimated to nowadays, right? And, I mean, how cool would it be if you were paying whatever the subscription is, and the game you want on launch is downloaded into your queue? We're already getting that on Netflix. AAA titles are dropping on Netflix, and there was I a time when we saw I don't, I don't, I don't think it would. The only reason I don't think that it'll ever get to that is because people like the physical copies, and they like collector's editions. Yeah. Yes. If there's, no. like, they could the, the collector's like editions of FF7 yeah. Remake, I'm like, I need yeah. Oh, yeah. on that bike. I'm I need like, to get you on that. How do I get that on my desk ASAP? You get it? You feel it? I don't have, like, you three bones it? to be dropping. Is, that's how much it is? It's expensive, yeah. Three? Three? No, it's not. Well, well this is going to be one of the finale games, I mean, triple-A games, I should say, uh, that are going to drop before the next generation. Yeah, before PlayStation I mean, drops, yeah. whenever that yeah. reveal... I was really hoping... Whenever that reveal is... Well, so we know the next console is going to be next year, so I'm, they're probably saving that for 2020 E3, well, we know, I'm actually excited about. Well, we know for a fact that at least... Project Scarlet's end of 2020, towards the end of 2020. Yeah, well, they said at least holiday. Winter, winter. They said holiday. Yeah. Right? So, that could so at least Christmas, by Christmas, Christmas, you're able to buy. And that's been their that's been their thing since, probably, these, yeah. from, from, since Xbox. So yeah. Like November, yeah. October. So we get that. And I'm really like when con- most consoles get released, right? Around that time. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it makes sense. It, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's smart. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, I guess if it were me, yeah, I really love the Battletoads. Um, could I have seen it about E3, sure. Um, the subscription looks pretty interesting. Is that going to carry over to the next console? I hope so. It'd be kind of a shame if, if it just kind of ran itself into a, a dead wall with current no, consoles. I, I see them, because the you beta know. right now for the PC part of it is on right now. It's on, and PC has, is endless. I mean, well, that will never Yeah, so I see, it, I see it carrying all the way through, and the whole thing with the cloud system that they're doing and I, stuff. You know what? I don't know. Maybe it's just where I'm at. I mean, I'm a little. I'm 38, so I, I'm not. I'm 38. Don't even. Don't do okay, that. So at my don't age, do that. I, I love the cloud. I love subscription. I love that. But you have children in the house. Whatever it is, I think some of the, yesterday's gamers, the guys who grew up on Battle, Final Fantasy, Battletoad. Uh, which one did you mention earlier? Yeah. Oh, okay. So these people have kids. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> yeah. No, you have banjo. You have banjo. I got a You have banjo. Same thing. You got a dog. Yeah. Same okay. thing. Okay. So, so we embrace this because it's an opportunity for the entire family to get involved without us spending whatever it is. I mean, Netflix is saving us. Yeah, we're spending 10 bucks a month. I keep going back to Netflix because it really shows the value of the subscription. You know, but, but I was like the beginning yeah, of like subscription saving? series. Yeah. You know what's funny? Yeah. I, I don't like it. I don't. I've never okay. liked. I've never liked the digital download stuff. I've never liked that. I like. I like having the physical. The only reason why I'm okay with I it. I too. I, the only reason why I'm okay with it because it's just sometimes it's just easier just to oh, put yeah. it on the hard oh, drive. Yeah. You pick that your console up and you walk away. I'm like this. When something's cheap enough, I will download it. But physical copy, I'm sorry, nothing beats. That. I will. As you can see, I still like, like have physical copies. Just having a library. You isn't that just so? 
Nice. But like I when when my ex here's the thing when my Xbox One died, I went straight to PS4 and just started downloading digital copies of stuff, and it was just it just made everything hey, easier. When you got two kids in the house and, and there's just that day when you don't feel like getting off your comfortable couch and you can browse through a library of movies and just binge for a few hours to to get a reference material without having to constantly go up and or, or the risk of losing something or something getting damaged. You keep your collection where it needs to be. And because I love, I love physical copies just as much as the next guy, but I also like being able to have the option to download it, and right. have it wherever I go. Because yeah. the problem is, like, I have the physical copy on my Xbox. Sure. Yeah. So why am I going to get another physical copy? No, yeah. I just might as well just download the digital on my PS4 because it's just yeah. And, and for I, I think they said it was like ten bucks a month. Well, hundred. For, for and there, but there is a rumor that Game Pass is going to be compatible with Nintendo Switch. Really? Yeah, that's that's because Xbox and Nintendo are being buddy yeah, buddy yeah, right well, now. I mean, that's how Banjo's in Smash. Right, right, right. And how a lot of Xbox games are on Switch. Ori and the that stuff is going on Switch. Really? I didn't. Yeah, I hope that's saying, not a prelude to they were Nintendo. No, 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 no. It's more of a. Sounds like the future. It's, 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 it's versus. It's more like it's more like actually Xbox, like, but because um, they they want. Because Nintendo has no sale right now, mm-hmm. so they want to put their stuff on there, right? It makes sense. But having, because like being able to play stuff like Halo on the Switch on the go, so right. okay, that I, sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna have to take that as another thing. We knew Halo was announced last year, so we knew. Yeah. And I'm so. This is another thing that brings me back to my disappointment. My disappointment factor is that we had to wait a whole year to see what <laughs> cutscene. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I agree with that. So now I have to wait a whole nother E3 to see some solid, solid gameplay, and then eight months after that for the holiday release yep. to play a game that I've been looking at cutscenes for two years to play on my Xbox One X right next to my Scarlet. <laughs> uh, so that's, I think they're kind of milking, but hey, I get it, maybe it's they're money, saving all money, of it yeah. for 2020, it's always and they're just showing, hey, show them a little bit of what we already showed them. Just to get through this year for for um, um, I think because I think part of it, I mean, to be fair, it's a it's a good marketing strategy. What what's what's a better launch title than a new Halo game for a brand new console? Is it on the new console? Yeah, no, it is. That's a launch title. Yeah, that's a launch title. That's what I mean. It's like if you want to, and it's only on the new console. That's what I mean. If you're gonna spearhead the new launch title launch like console, what what better than Halo, a new Halo game? Yeah. No, and that makes sense, and I think that Halo, like Zelda, like Mario, and, um, well, you know, I, I don't personally play all the God of Wars, but I guess that would be another example for Sony. You know, there are their flagships that they need to have on launch, because it's what separates them from the competitors. It's what's to of, say, yeah. this is me, and this is the only way, this is the only place you're going to find this game, so I'm not going to release it with Tennis 2019 or <laughs> Baseball 2019. I'm going to release it with something that you can find. I mean, I mean, those yeah. eventually will come, but like yeah. at the gate. I mean, that's what we were talking yeah. about earlier. I was like, the reason why I bought an Xbox One because Killer Instinct was on Xbox One and only. I, I'm, I'm like, right well, you, you just told me what to buy. I'm and like, I'm boom. Right one of the reasons that's exactly Switch why was, I like, when the Switch came out, one of the reasons why it sold so well is because they had a good game. Launch with Zelda. What yeah, else, what else I mean, yeah, that's, but that's the thing. You you launch with a yeah. good title. I prefer it to be even a, uh, an exclusive, a AAA exclusive. When's the last time we've seen a Metroid? Then they kind of tease. There, we're, oh, getting one, we're getting so one. We're getting one. Yeah, we saw a, a, so, a title screen. No, right. no, yeah, because well, it was in development, and then they had to restart development. 
Sure, yeah, I, um, I can't remember that. So that's coming out, that's supposed to be coming out next year, but yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, they don't but, need, honestly, um, it's a good thing that it's not coming out this year because it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it'll sell better if it comes out next year because this year we have Pokemon on the Switch. Yeah, people are going to be distracted. Pokemon will destroy yeah. everything else. If you yeah. just, you have to Between that and, and like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate Alliance 3 is, an, is only on the Nintendo. That's yeah. exclusive. And, and I think it's, they're going to need that to, to go up against um, Microsoft. Are you plugged into my Switch? Uh, well, not anymore, but I was. Yeah. I just see like this cord. Like, I'm like, who is? Sorry, I just saw <laughs> this bright cord out of my Switch. I'm like, what in the... Talk no, it's about, fine. It's fine. I just wasn't games. expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. It was just he like... Just I packed into all your stuff, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just ripped every game off your console. <laughs> Man. Time's on the keyboard. I'm in. No. Uh, so, yeah. So, I have to say, I mean, obviously, it wasn't a, a bad E3, but it was, to me, it was... I, I'm going to stand by my... my it was one of the most disappointing here's the thing we agreed that to, to a certain degree like there was like some great reveals but we also agreed that it could have been but granted our our grading scale was a little more we were all biased to a certain degree like we were all like me with like between FF7 Pazza's Dragoon and FF8 and I'm like bees it's all bees right here and he's like with Banjo and all that and we were all in like, Poco bees okay, so that is how I felt in 2016 or, or no 14 when all they did was announce or say the Killer Instinct announcement. Oh, man, I was... That's all I had to hear. And right <laughs> there, that was one of my best E3s. I'm telling a moment you, for me. that committed yeah. me to buy the console. It did. It and I'm like, I can't get that anywhere else. It's curtains for everything else. Yeah. But, so I get it. But you take that one announcement away. Damn. I don't remember what E3 back Yeah, was. no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I can't remember any I other big remember. reveals outside of Killer Instinct. That yeah. is true. And, and so there's a few games... And a few launch, a few announcements that just that are gonna stay with us for years to come. We're gonna be like, I remember when they announced that it was one of the best moments. We jumped off our chairs, and you know, and that to me makes a good E3. That's what we wait a whole year to hear. If it's something they could have announced, oh, guess what? We're gonna release Virtual Tennis Four with better graphics. Well, you could have told me that hey, game's not a poster. To be clear, Virtual Tennis is six. I know. Just, I, just, I, I, I'm, just, just, <laughs> I'm not. I know. And for anyone out there, I'm not trying to come off offensive. I'm just saying that just, <laughs> E3 when you wait twelve months. Show me no, I get it. I get what you're you saying. Know, I get what you're me. saying. Make me jump off the couch. Why, you, why am I having to sit here for Watch Dogs Legion? Why do I need that? I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, parents. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, man. Wow, okay. I'm sorry. Wow, I'm Watch sorry Dog it can't Legions. be as exciting as Battletoads. What was it? What was it? Watch Dogs Legions? Yeah. Like, no music, Zelda? Like, no SD? Whoa, whoa. We're yeah. taking a shot Oh, shit. Oh, shit. See, you weren't here for the whole debate about the whole music thing. You know what? No, I got time today. I got time Leave me. Leave me. Leave me. You know what? We can't all be excited. You know what? You're so interested in music, you care about something bear named after the worst instrument in history. The Whoa. banjo. Whoa. The banjo. Whoa, the it's this guy. I thought we were is talking it? about E3. Now we're is talking it? fighting words now. Is it? <laughs> it is. Well, 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 okay, okay, okay. We're going to... Saxophone. We're going to... Saxophone. First of all, I would not play a game of a character named Saxophone. We're just going to... Let's just First be clear. First of all, joke's on yeah. you. I'm developing that game now. Hey, if it's sick, I might play. We, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's going to be called Saxophony. It's going to be a lot of... At least there'll be music in it. <laughs> D. You will not let that go, will you? Never let that go. Yeah, you weren't here for that debate. I just sat here and watched it. I was just like, wow. Zelda game should have music in it. Wait, so let me ask you something about this game because I didn't spend a whole lot of time um, understanding the review. 
Is this a remake or is this a complete new continuity to what was already released? Well, the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. No, it's the no, second. no, no. The Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. yeah. I never even played the first one. Okay. Full transparency. To be clear, I haven't <laughs> beat it. I haven't beat it, so it's yeah. okay. It's so, okay. You know, someone already spoiled the whole ending for me at work. So I'm like, well, see, I know that. Oh, no, people like that. Yeah, they get, they be cracking me up. It's like, man, I was gonna play it eventually. You didn't have to just. So okay, before we go back, let me deviate for a second. If you're gonna tell someone about a movie or a game. Don't say, hey, have you seen Avengers where everybody dies? Oh, my God. Okay, you don't announce something like that. You say, hey, you know, so that's how Breath of the Wild was I mean, told to me, and they uh, went I mean, out. To be, to be fair, if, if you read the Infinity Gauntlet, everybody dies. No, don't do that. Oh. It's kind of, okay, wait, what did they kind of a, for you? It's kind of a 20-year reveal. What oh, man, so I got this game. I don't know if you ever played it, but I was playing Zelda, and the graphics are beautiful. Because this was one of the first games it came out with, so I wanted to hear how, how good was this game. And he just took it too far. Yeah. And, and he's like, so yeah, so at the end, I found Zelda, right? She was this, she was that. I found, I played the, the boss. But now my question is, and he's asking me, my question, what am I supposed to do now? Because it lets me just continue to roam. I'm like, that stuff on okay. fire. Like we well, all first did. off... Uh, you owe me 60 bucks. <laughs> because I just bought, or I'm, I'm, th- I'm trying to invest in this, and, and you just kind of take in my thunder. But, uh, okay. So I never played it since then. Straight up thunder, though. He, he did. Uh, it is worth playing. I need to finish it. Just, you'll, you'll probably fall asleep, but it's good. So what about your game? Let's talk about your game for a minute. What, what game? Oh. Banjo and Smash, I man. I wasn't, I wasn't oh, going to bring Rose. it up. Super Smash Bros. Yeah, is this a what? Is this a remake? No, no, no. It's a reveal of a banjo from. You know, no, you know, you know, you know the fighting game. Okay, so I do. Wait, just so I understand. The highlight of E3 for you was a character add-on to the game you ended up. Yes, not his own game. No, that's I'm giving you. I just gave him. That was great. That's you can't loyalty. hear him, but he gave him a high five. It was a that very was, soft high yeah, five. That was very <laughs> soft. Because you know what? If they took one of the characters from Killer Instinct and dropped them in anything, virtual tennis, whatever, I'd buy it <laughs> just to see how that would go down, right? Yes. And I'd be really into it. Who so. would be good to add the Smash from Killer Instinct? Full on robot, full on robot. He's gonna DP someone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ryu Kin is on there, so I guess he's the most iconic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's, He's on the cover of, but, of the Super but, Nintendo box. Yeah, yeah. Riptor would be cool. Riptor would be si- oh, I would lose my mess. People would confuse him for someone on Zelda, I think, though. Like, a, yeah. you're like, is that Yoshi's cousin? Yeah. It yeah. might. It might be. <laughs> yeah. It might be. We don't know. We don't know the lineage. We don't know. We don't know who came first. We don't know. No, I, I'm gonna again. I will say it's not bad. It was just it wasn't one of the best. So you give me. it like a C minus. Uh, I'm gonna give it a good solid C, and I'm gonna cut it right there. Okay. Uh, and the reason why is a lot of recycled content, um, things that I already knew. Yeah, I'm being honest. That's fair. We yeah, we saw some some footage, which I appreciate. But what did we see? We saw a little more of what they already showed us last year. We, we, we got some. I'm just amazed. I'm like, what do we see? I'm like, we got more big reveal for FF7 remake. That's true, but we already knew that was coming. I, I, show us that they could have showed us that at any time. No. Dave's just over here like, we got waifus. Okay, that, that, that was, that's my girl. <laughs> that right was there. good, and that's why Panzer Dragoon like complete reveal. That, FF8 what? remaster With we did not Battletoads, ever, we did not ever see coming. I mean, the ba- I forgot all about Battletoads. Battletoads I mean, was great. That was Battletoads, huge. Battletoads, Final Fantasy without actually seeing some gameplay. PlayStation uh, Online 2, I mean, was the, like the Microsoft never saw that coming. 
Without that, it would have, to me, if no What was Sony, it, the Mana series being brought to the U.S.? Right I mean, yeah. yeah. Mana Tales. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So I guess, you know, depending on what... what I think it's what interests you the most. Is right. that, I think that's what it is, because there's some games that were revealed, I was like, I don't care. Like Just like when Watch Dogs leaving, I'm like, I don't care. And Paris is like, woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we're doing this, boys! I'm like, you mean he ran off. And I want to see what Sony would have brought to the table. I thought it would have been really interesting. No, they, they already, they revealed, no, like, left they, the revealed, they revealed months before that they weren't going to be at E3. Yeah, yeah and... and what? Not even a. I think they're trying to like do the wrong thing. I think they're going to try to reveal six Street Fighter Six. Now that would have been on their own. Reveal it at Evo. That would or make the, sense. Or they'll reveal it before Evo and it'll be playable at Evo. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. See now that's yeah. the strategy. Yeah, that's that's like, the strategy that's right they there. Did that, they did that last year for Smash, and Smash is playable at Evo. Now that's the strategy right there. Yep. That would be on the biggest one of the biggest exactly. fighting game like tournaments yeah. ever. Yeah, that's that's the strategy right there. And Evo's now big enough where they can they yeah. can they can absorb man, that. Because the booth last year for Smash was like to it get, was so huge, yeah. like you could fit like a Walmart. In there. I don't know, it, the, yeah. it was nuts. Like it was bigger than the A three booth. Wow. Like, yeah. So you know what? I can it. I can see them doing that. Oh, I can just too. just wait, wait for Evo. Because they're in bed with Capcom. We already know that. So I mean, people six weeks. For a better expression. Yeah, six yeah. Weeks. Six, six weeks. weeks. Practice for Evo. Oh man, Practice. No. Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to win this thing. It's just after I got beat up by that Japanese player. I don't know. <laughs> Sony is gonna. I have a feeling one day Sony's gonna start investing capital into this. Here's the, here's the thing. I mean, they have to have money. Well, Capcom does. The only reason why. Yeah, well, Nintendo that's true. sponsors sometimes too. That, that's for true. For Ultimate, not Melee, but for Ultimate. Well, still, yeah. So, I mean, Capcom yeah. Cup obviously was a sponsored thing from Capcom, but like... Yeah. Sony, if it wasn't for Sony giving them money to make five, they would never have Capcom Cup. Yeah. They wouldn't have the Pro Series. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think in comparison to the other E3s, this wasn't the best for me. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. So, for that, <laughs> the games that carried it brought it up to a passing grade. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. No, for me, it did. Yeah, I know, we're all like, there's a couple of those holding our hearts like, oh hey, no. <laughs> I, I, I will be the one to say, now I have a feeling that a lot of it's being reserved for 2020, and I'm really excited for that. Well, I yeah, because of all the new console, the next-gen yeah. consoles are the, like, the yeah. big reveals for next some year. Halo, some, some playable Halo stuff, how, you know Final Fantasy is going to, well, so this is, so no. Final Fantasy will be out before then. Yeah, it'll, so. be, it'll be on PS4, but we have the hard prediction that, like, because I think they already confirmed that, like, all the new consoles will be backwards compatible. And so, like... Well, PS, didn't Sony already confirm that you can go back as far as PS4? Or did I hear that right? I'll have to look that up, but that would be great. I think you, you can go back as far as PS4. Not with 4? No, no, it's no, five. 5. Oh, well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, we'll go back as far as... But that's what I mean, because so, like... And, and it's going to clean up, like... And you know how much of an incredible business strategy that is? Well, like, well for one, it's funny, because that's why people... That's why I still have my PS3, because yeah. it's backwards compatible. Yeah. PS4 is not. Yeah. That they, they know they need to do that. Yeah. Because now they need to tap into multiple generations. Because a lot of families um, are multiple. Like my family, my children love video games. And we come from two different generations. Mm-hmm. So, and same with you, right? You have children, same thing. So why not do that? Yeah. Why not put one console in where you can backlog everything? And th- I mean, that was one of the things so that, that so, like Xbox was big on. I was like, they're, getting, they're pulling like their old... Stuff from like their 360 and all that oh, stuff yeah. into like 
Yeah, and, and now they're they're upping their 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 they're literally doubling the frames per second. I don't know what TV's gonna support that yet, but I'm sure oh, by that time. One hundred and twenty oh. hertz, right? Is yeah. yeah. Oh, is it one? Is it one hundred twenty? You can do okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I stand corrected. So, which is phenomenal for a system. Guess I think the crazy. most we've seen is sixty. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, they, they, one thing that that spent, uh, Phil Spencer confirmed that they're not trying to do next age where you this is something you never seen. They're trying to, I, I think honestly, they're trying to get their console to stay uh, up to speed with PCs. That's their goal at this point, is just to be as good as the PC. You know what? Man, I don't know. Okay, so Wacom did this crazy thing, and this is completely off. I know it's an art thing, which we'll talk about later. Um, the question they ask themselves is, how do we get our, our devices right now future-proof? Well, they made it so you can actually insert a, a computer into the back and upgrade that instead of up, actually upgrade, right? So I don't know if consoles will ever go that direction, but PCs have been doing it for years, and that's why they stay far more relevant, or far more future-proof than a console. Consoles have some of the... It's much more user-friendly, sure, and I guess cheaper. But, but it's definitely cheaper. harder to upgrade if it, you have to. It, it's, 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 it's almost impossible. How do you upgrade a system that's... Well, you got to trade it in. Yeah. you got to trade it well, in. Well, not trade it in, but I, I don't believe Well, you, you got to <laughs> wait. I, you just buy the new one. Yeah, right. you got to buy, buy new one. And if it's not backwards compatible, now you need multiple. Yeah. Now, where the PC, you don't. If I want to play a game that's... You're not going to get the high resolution, the best specs, but your, your top-line computer is going to play anything below it. Unless I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know what the updates allow or don't allow. How far back you can go. So I'm not a PC gamer, but... Anyway, I think that's always been one of the main uh, reasons why PCs have just kind of dominated the market. But now, with uh, what Microsoft is doing with the subscription, I think they, uh, I think where they stand in comparison to one another, I think that gap is starting to close a little bit. Anyway, that closes that closes out my thoughts for E3 and everything I've learned. Cool. We just need it because we were talking about it earlier, and so I'd like you know. We need Dwight Illustration's take on this. We haven't talked about it. You know what? I, I've been waiting. I, I wait for E3 every year, and I was watching this, and I was really happy to approach Microsoft. I really hope it's going to be relevant. It's just not going to be backward games that no one cares about. It's just a cheap way for them to make ten bucks a month, times so many millions of people. I don't know, man. There's like I I, I like I'm doing the beta right now. There's a lot of games available. Well, I know they announced Batman, right? Batman Arkham Knight. Yes. So if we get some stuff like that, if that's a if that's a foregleam of what we're gonna get, sign me up. And having that stuff on tap at any time, that's a fantastic business model. And my it's 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 why Netflix started and it's why Hulu's jumping on, it's why right. HBO, Showtime, and no, Disney. The, the, there there is there is a there is a window. There there's, or, or there's something that, you know, that that is useful that can be beneficial to everybody yeah. if if they do it correctly. If they do it correctly. If they yes. do cuz before before the Xbox Game Pass was only for console. Yeah. Now they changed to where it's console PC. and PC. So here's a question I have for you. Is it backward is will this allow on some games that are applicable for PC and console games to play together or yes. PC and console games? If if there them? has been a release for for both, yeah. you can get them. See? Because like X like uh, Killer Instinct is PC and Xbox. So when my Xbox One died, I just downloaded it on my oh. PC and practiced on that. It was just like boom, done. It's like seamless. Yeah, you know? it was. It was like it was like they're so smart. Yeah. For Xbox to have it, like so, what games that come off for PC? Boom, you have it. You can get it. Yeah. So, 
It's just whatever's available, because obviously there's like, there's, with Microsoft, they have their serve. There's a list. Yeah. I mean, they showed briefly some of the uh, games, and from what I saw, but it's always like that, right? The mm-hmm. announcement is always great, the announcement. Where are we going to be five months from now, six mm-hmm. months from now? Are you still going to give it the same passion, same support six months from now when we're already in a routine of paying 10 bucks a month is you are at launch. Well, Netflix, for one, I keep going back to Netflix like I'm some super fanboy, but I'm not. <laughs> but look at what they did with their capital. They took it around, and now they're making Netflix-exclusive movies. And these, some of these movies are, are phenomenal. So I, 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 there's value there for what they're giving us, and I hope Microsoft follows that same business model. One of my friends just finally bought an Xbox One. They had to show it to me. Xbox One. You just now bought it. She got one finally. So shout out to Red's Bread Lady for finally getting an Xbox One. Yeah. You're officially no. She's always been a gamer. To be fair, she's only been a gamer. She's yeah. she's a better gamer than her brother. I'll tell you that right All now. Right. Ten times better. All right. So congrats for finally getting a next gen console. Congratulations. Or current gen nowadays. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. With the official announcement. Current gen, because with Project Scarlet coming out next year. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, but you're still up to, you're still caught up. You're caught up, though. You're caught up. So that's, congratulations yes. on that. <laughs> so, now we had to get to some E3 thoughts from Dwight Illustrations out of the way. Let's focus on some other nerdy stuff. Because I told you guys we're all gamers up in this joint. <laughs> but let's, so, but let's go to other nerd things. So this past weekend, for those who don't know, if those who don't follow me on Instagram, Sack Anime happened. So, clear disclosure, I haven't been to Sack Anime since 2013? 2013. 2013. Where it was in the Radisson Hotel. It was musty. <laughs> it was hot. I ran into a Static Shock and some very lewd Mario characters. Very lewd Mario characters. But I liked it. I thought it was fun. My wife hated it. And so I haven't been since, partly because I've been to other ones. I've been to, I've been to uh, Fan Fest. They had a lot of cons in San Jose. I've gone to. Fan Fest? Fan Fest. Oh, Fan Fest is fantastic. Bay Area? Yeah. Oh, San Jose? San Jose? Yeah. But I haven't been to SAG Anime in a while. And so thanks to uh, my man here at Dwight Illustrations, he, uh, Brandon over here told me, you know, hey man, why don't you help me out with my booth? I'm like, all right, I haven't been in a while. And so, it, it was an experience for me because I, it's been a minute. And one of the things I always remember is like, let's, like, I had to get, let's, let's, how many cons? I mean, I, I started going to WonderCon like several years ago. I think like I 20. Remember, I remember years ago we'd go together. Yeah, it was like you. what? Gosh, man, that was like 2007. Yeah, it was a while ago. Because I remember, I remember one of Ian from the Stuff Podcast show yeah. told me to go to WonderCon. I was like, Nah, man, that's for some dirty nerds, man. And he's like, No, you got to go. And then I went the net the following year. I was like, Oh, we got to do this every this year. This one was in San Francisco. Yes, it was, it was in San Francisco yeah, yeah. at the Moscone Center. Right. And I, went, I remember going after he told me to go, and I was like, Oh, we got to do this every year. And then yeah. we started doing it. Then we got we got Brandon yes. coming in. This is when they were showing us Batman Begins. Oh I mean, man, we Batman had Batman Begins, like Terminator Salvation. Yeah. This is when the MCU first started. Yes, yes, it was. It's when it's when they sh- when John Favreau showed up to WonderCon with the footage for the first Iron Man film. That's how long ago it was. Oh man, this was when this was before there were even, we even knew there was a Thanos. This is when we were just looking forward to an Avengers. Yes, 
This was when Henry Cavill first got cast as Superman. I remember, because he was there for to uh, promo Immortals, and he just got cast as Superman. Immortals, oh wow. I, I'm telling you, yeah, we were, we were, I mean, we, it was just like, this was stuff was legit, it was really, it was like, wow, I was like, and then, until they, then they moved to the freaking anime, or uh, Anaheim. Yeah, Anaheim. And I just like. I saw that coming, because they were going back and forth for about But they have Comic-Con, they didn't need, yeah. they didn't need I think it was the size, I think they just got too big for right. San Francisco, I mean, I Inevitably, all the good shows that get really big are going to have to either break up to multiple shows a year, right? Or they're going to have to move out and move somewhere bigger. So, it's my well, I have to admit. Let's see. I mean, let's get down to it. What was what was your first? Like I said, my first con was like back in two thousand six, two thousand seven. What was your first official con? My first con. Now, actually, let me let me preface that. I went to a con in San Rafael. It was a tabletop convention. Worst experience of my life. <laughs> there, people were nasty, everybody was balding, and they wore, they wore polo shirts and dickies. Men and women. I'm dead serious. And glasses. I can smell that place. I'm telling you right now. I did not want to go back to a con after that. That's why it was hard for me to convince me to go to WonderCon. Until I went to WonderCon. Then after that, you couldn't get me to stop. It was the next level. Yes. What was your first? My first was Fan Expo Toronto. Oh, yeah, that's right. 2010. And... Were you an exhibitor or an attendee? No, I I, I was just an attendee. I think I went... I think I went as Jin Kazan. Ah, okay. I think I went as Jin. Either Jin or I went... I can't remember if it was Jin or L from... from it's one of those anyways but that was my first con um yeah it was different it was cause Fan Expo is like you can't like Toronto San, San, or San Diego mm. so it was like the biggest one that we could have possibly went to um but that was that was pretty cool and I think after that I haven't gone a year without going to a con right that was like after <laughs> that every single year we've gone to a con um, and I would always go as an attendee. Mm. I went. You know, my first con exhibiting was Fan Expo Toronto as well. So that was a pretty wild experience. Be kind of like it's kind of like going to San Diego for your first exhibitor. Um, that was a crazy experience. It was awesome. And I, and I yeah. Ever since then, I've gone to at least four cons a year. Four cons a year as an exhibitor or as an attendee? Uh, as an exhibitor up until 2014, and after that, I started going to like six to 14 cons a year. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> I got a nerd text. I'm sorry. It was, it was a gaming text, too. That was like. So one of my friends got gear and like, hey, we can start running some games together. I'm like, yeah! Sorry. That was another reveal. Sorry. Yeah, they had gears there. Another reveal. So I know, I know for a fact with with Brandon, with 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 uh, for those who know, I keep calling him Brandon because that's his that's his birth name. Dwight's what your middle name, isn't it? Yes, Dwight's my middle name. So that's that's why Dwight illustrates this a thing. We we started going to con together with WonderCon. I remember when we first went. I don't know if you and I were physically together at the mo- this particular moment, but we were there together. I remember when I saw the Capcom booth, and I saw Street Fighter Four being showed off. And this was the only 
you'd go into a room. They Capcom had a panel. Okay, I went to the panel, and they showed it off, and only Guile and Blanca were the playable characters. Oh wow! Yeah, and they asked them. Now this is vanilla. This is like 2008. Okay, this is yeah, no nothing. The game was still in slight production. They asked for volunteers to come up in front of the entire room and play one or, or both of those characters. But Guile and Blanca were the only ones. And the crowd was going crazy. I mean, you've got to remember, before this, it was, it was, it was, um, I think the Alpha, which was the last Street Fighter before 4? It was either one of the Alphas or Street Fighter 3. I think what, a com- on a competitive level, it was Third Strike. Yeah, it was Third Strike. Yeah. yeah. So, so to see just the, the, the difference in graphics, the difference in gameplay, character uh, art, characters, the style, everything was, was so, was just, Next level, and everything about it was just next level. The crowd got so hyped, and then afterwards went to the Capcom their booth. They had a booth there, and that's when I knew this is something I want to do every year. Yeah, just because it was almost like being at an E3. This was like when you couldn't even get into an E3. Right, right, so this right. This was the next thing, right? But anyway, come on, Perry. Where's your first con, con? My first con was. And, and this was a very big deal for me because my dad let me skip school. My first con was SAC Anime. Okay. This is, I, and I was about, uh, I think, 14. And so the first con I went to, and this is back when SAC Anime wasn't as big. This is when SAC Anime was at the Radisson Hotel. And we might have been at the same one. We <laughs> might have. I, I was, it was, because uh, now I'm, t- I'm turning 23 this year. But uh, So 14, this was about seven. <laughs> Not, almost 10 years ago and it was my first con and I remember my brother had gone to one in uh, winter and I wanted mm. to go to one in the summer and the school year had already started but I really wanted to go so my dad let me skip school that day wow it was awesome so nice. I, I got to skip school and go to Sac Anime and it was amazing because um, apparently my sense of smell hadn't fully developed yet and <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't get hit with all the must. That's what that means. Not yet. That's, that's definitely saying anime. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh my god. I remember it. it, it was, <laughs> well, when it was in the hotel, yeah. yes. it was bad. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, it stayed in like, especially in the it hallway. Carpet, right. It was in the hallway, and yeah. you and if you stop moving, oh no. The problem was I kept moving. I was running around taking pictures and chasing folks around. My wife stopped, and she got hit with the funk. <laughs> See, she didn't understand the rule. You just keep going. You yeah, just got to keep going. It's breeze. Yes. Hold your breath, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now she won't, ever, now she won't go back. <laughs> she was just like, nope. Nope. But in an entire metal room, it helps the smell it doesn't collect as much. It's full of concrete. concrete and, yeah. And, and it's still there. Uh, no, I, th- I smelled it. Ver- I smelled it more than it does in the cage. Ooh. It's like really? going to it's like going to NCR sometimes. There, I, there's some musty folks in NCR. I'm telling like you. Just take a shower, man. It, why is it at, why just does it hurt? Why you shower. can't you just? People are showing up with less and less clothes on. Oh, and it's hot. It's summer anime, and if it, anyone on this that's listening doesn't understand, Sacramento easily reaches high nineties, low hundreds. Oh, easily uh-huh. in the easily. hundreds. Easily, easily. And midday, when you got a room packed full of bodies with that's no bad. clothes, or the opposite. People want to dress up as Spider-Man, so they're fully oh, clothed no. with no ventilation, yes. sweating. You're going to smell some stuff. And, they, like, and those no. suits do little, little, little no breathing. And at, yeah. that, at those, at those, you know, 
And people are outside waiting in line. Well, no, I think this year we, you can wait inside. It was pretty easy because they had they had the hotel, they had the Sheraton across the street. Yeah. So there are people in there, and right. then you so can go indoors in right. at the they convention center. So from, they weren't from, like waiting from, outside the sun. From experience, wearing a spider, I wore a, I wore my spider Spider Man suit, my my amazing Spider Man two replica suit. I wore that to March Toronto Comic Con. So it was still kind of cool outside. There's like there was wet snow on the ground. And I still sweat in that suit. Right. So if you're going to like Sacramento where it's like 100 degrees, that's 45 Celsius. Yeah. Hey, for that's, those who don't know, because dis- I didn't know. It's disgusting. Right. That is unheard of. And Spider-Man's this year were rolling in packs. Oh, there were oh, so many packs. Spider-Man. And all then there, the one, there was the ones like the special Spider-Mans with the jackets. And right. Like, oh, the yeah. Miles, the Miles Morales. The, the, the like the like the like yeah, the punk man. Spider-Man. Ooh, the, yeah, he had his like the vest and stuff. Oh yeah. I feel bad for you. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> we're just destroying Stop. these poor guys. Hey, take no, it off. Hey, but, it's good and let me but... clarify something. Those suits left little to the imagination. That's very true. There's reason why they create cups. Just wear a cup, man. I bought. Okay, it's this like is why. This, like this, this is why it's I said like, this. This is why I say this. Like, I no. I have just cosplay. Wear, just, wear, just wear a cup. I am the House of Darkness, and I have cosplay as my own character. I learned real quick: buy a cup. Yeah. Why do you need to let everybody know your business? Yeah. Why? You can see definition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when, 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 when you're sitting there making other people jealous, you need to wear a cup. Or not, or or feeling good about themselves. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Especially at an anime convention, they're before feeling good about themselves. You need to wear a damn cup. Yeah, it's time to. It's time to. It's time to strap on. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. Don't be doing that. Don't be. Don't be. There's children around. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Some guy. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. So. Christopher, are you okay? There was there was a, there was a couple that bothered me. Oh, uh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I didn't need to see the hair. Oh, no. What? The oh, hair? Oh, yeah, no. When I say, please wear a cup. You could see hair? Oh, no. It was a great Deadpool cosplay, but... Oh, no. Just wear a, just wear a cup. Please. It shouldn't... And I could see which way... You know, it was. It looked like a flamingo. Oh, like, no. Stop. Oh, no. <laughs> No! Oh no! There should be a law. I mean, written. that's pretty in character. If there was any something, I mean, if you're gonna play Deadpool, you might as well. I, just, I mean, I'm. If you're gonna do it, I wish I could be that confident. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think I, it, don't. I think that's one of those situations where ignorance is bliss. I think that's what that was. Or, or yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go and cosplay as a giant cup and be like, this is what y'all need. And I'm going to start handing them out. No, I'm going to start chucking them at people. Cover yourself, I'm you nasty. You, I, I could, after a couple of cons I've been to, I committed to that. So when I wore my... Because, you know, here's the thing. Lycra doesn't leave things to the imagination. So you got to cover that stuff up. There's a reason why in comic in, in, in comic movies between Man of Steel and all the MCU films, y'all have be seeing nobody pang pang. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. It's called wear a cup. Or or very expensive costumes. That's the point need, is you don't, you don't even need a cup. They literally sell underwear that is designed to flatten everything. Really? Yeah, I had it for my Spider Man suit. Oh see he knows. There we go. It was wonderful. And it's aerodynamic so there's a nice breeze. It just does uh, see it's not holding And put the underwear down there while you're at it you know too. I mean? So in that hot, sweaty weather. Some talcum powder, let's go. Yeah. Right. You're still having a great time. There you go. There's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> like you can get your body pillow and still look nice. Oh no. That's yeah, my, you can, 
get you can get your you can get your Nick Wilde Zootopia body color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good time. So let's pivot. Yes, please. <laughs> so I, I will say this. I will say this. So I was I was invited by Dwight Illustrations to help him out with his you know with his booth and stuff to go to Sack Anime. I was like, sure, I'll be down. I haven't done I haven't gone in a while. I'm at I've been out of the hospital for a few weeks. I need I need fresh air. I've been stuck in the house. Got there. I'm not gonna lie. Got there. I forgot how anime gets. I forgot how anime gets. Do you, okay. Do you want to hear a fun story? That uh, okay. My first second anime. My first one was when Caramel Dancing was the hot new anime dance move. And for those of you who don't know, Caramel Dancing was this very popular uh, song, sung in uh, different languages. And it had this cute little dance where you put your hands on your head and you move back and forth from left to right. And I remember my first, my first sec anime, there would be a group of people outside standing next to a speaker while they were doing that dance. And like 14 year old me thought that was funny. I didn't do it, thank God. Uh, Cause, well, I wouldn't be why? Why? I'm like, they're having fun and they can have enough fun for me. Right, there you go. I feel like this is fun to watch, but I feel like if I, later down the line I'm going to regret this. So, it, 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 it's, it was just a very fun time. But that's how anime gets, and nobody questioned it. Nobody questioned it. Of course not. It, here's, here's the song for. No, you don't, you don't need to. No, you're good. This. I, I think I've seen the dance. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't think I've seen. I've heard the song, but I think I've seen the dance. And groups. When I say groups, I don't mean like four or five people. I mean like ten or twelve. Wow. <laughs> just standing on the lawn in cosplay, not wearing deodorant, and they were just going at it. And this was a strenuous dance. So oh. You know they were getting sweaty. So that's the, the worst part is about cosplayers and and, and and Smash players are pretty much one and the same. <laughs> they some about All soap right, and deodorant. I'm, I'm gonna pipe in here. That's not true anymore. Are you sure? I've been to two super mages in the past couple months. And no must? And it smelled beautiful. Wow! Really? You Thanks, know for Reese. You know I what? have my own theory about it. I'm interested. Oh. About you just a like lot of the. Yes. A lot of the costumes they use are very cheaply made. They're afraid to like actually launder them, so they just keep wearing them funky to the same. But thing. but there's a solution no, for that. There but there's true. a solution no, for true. that. I think that's true. I think that's true. <laughs> no no no. There is a solution <laughs> for that. What she said for Breeze. Well, no, but even cos- even cosplayers say you could you can't. There's certain costumes you can't just go through the wash. There's a there's a spray you can use to get that funk yeah, out of there and it cleans that. them. Dry clean. And then maybe don't have these things in summer all the time. That's, that's like yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. Having it in the that's summer, that's especially that's in hot locations, it doesn't have, help. During the winter, all the sweat will freeze. <laughs> you, there's no. It's it's so it's summer here all year round. I know. Practically, oh, yeah, that's, that's we have like no winter here. Practically, we have no winter. Barely. The funk smells. It's not even fall. It's just summer all year round. Yeah, no, we don't know what fall is. You don't know what winter is. No, we don't have a fall. We really don't. It's, when it snows, good. it makes the news. It's, it's never snowed. I'm not oh, even man. joking. No, when man. it snows, it makes the news. And they have a list of the last couple times it snowed. And that is not a long list. No, In 2009, they said 
man, it snowed this morning. Let's take a look at all the times it snowed in Sacramento. Five things were on that list. <laughs> Five things. 1996. That was a great year. We got one centimeter of snow. No. Uh, we, we, we have one season. It's called summer, and it hurts. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so, <coughs> so, I'm not going to lie, with the sack anime experience, like I said, when I walked in the door the first day, Musk. Friday, Sorry. no, actually, no funk. No. Just hardcore anime. It was hardcore. I've been to Anime North, which is the biggest anime weed convention Uh-oh. in Canada. And it's pretty weedy. Pretty weed. Like I, when, like how when, when it's we... when it's weeb enough that I'm like, oh hi, yeah, just here, thank you. Right. You know when I'm when I'm getting that weed. Sack Anime is the most weed convention I've ever been to. Um, <laughs> I, I went to Crunchyroll and Crunchyroll is pretty weeby. Yeah. But yeah. Crunchyroll is professionally weeby. Oh wow, so, wow. So, Sack Anime is is probably the most unprofessional show. Here's yeah. <laughs> here's a problem. Here's a problem with Sack with Sack Anime. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Just because an anime convention does not justify. Wearing cut-off shorts and your booty do. And for those who don't know booty do, that's a '90s phrase to where your stomach sticks out more than your booty do. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, say what you want, but my outfit was popping. There are there are a bunch of people walking around with their stuff out at this convention, and it was unjustified. It was unjustified, and I and I, I remember telling this to Brandon. I, I think I said it to Chris too. There's a thin line between body positivity, <laughs> and you know better than that. <laughs> I'm all about if you're comfortable with yourself, like s- s- swing it. I don't care, but you also have to remember you in public. <laughs> I'm so stuck on booty too. You in public. I thought that meant something completely. No. First of all, they call they say they, they use the phrase muffin top. What I saw was batter spilling over the pan. <laughs> Don't do that. And then you get mad cause you and do you you wanna fuzz at people like, oh you just hate on me because I'm big. No, 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 no. You set yourself up to be made fun of. There's nothing wrong with being a fan. There's nothing wrong with being being proud of who you are. And how you're shaped. But there's an appropriate way to handle everything. There's a balance. There's a balance. Just like like all you Lycra spandex wearing folks. Who ain't wearing no cuffs to cover up your (laughs) pee-pee. You're wrong. There are children walking around. Y'all can get arrested for that mess. Come on now. I, just because it's an anime convention, it does not mean we need to see all kind of skin that don't need to be shown. Everything's, everything's, everything, everything's... Why does it get permitted just because it's anime con? I'm just saying. <laughs> if Captain Underpants was asked to leave, and Captain Underpants was asked to leave, Cake Batter Over the Pan should have left. <laughs> And, and, the, and then the one anime girl who was wearing them but cotton balls should have been asked to leave. You saw her. You saw her. Yes, the Naruto, the Naruto chick. She was wearing the. Okay, for the, I think she had. I think she had underwear. You sure? It was hard to tell. It was hard to tell. 
So I, you can't even confirm no, it. No, I can confirm it. She walked by my booth. Are you she sure? My stuff, and I was. You sure? I looked. Did you ask? No, I just looked. I could see. Did I could you inspect? See the, I could see the line of the of the. Okay. I'm telling new witness. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. She was the one. Okay. So, no, just to clarify, because if you're confused, for all you Naruto and don't know nothing fans, in the Naruto anime, there's a jutsu, which is a ninja power, to where Naruto turned himself into a woman as a distraction tactic in battle. When he did that, he was butt naked. We're just like straight booty naked, except clouds covered up everything. There's a girl who rolled up into the dance... In cotton balls of clouds. It was pretty much clouds. He saw it. Brandon saw it. She was strutting her stuff. And I was just like, wait a minute. How did she walk up in there and then by cotton balls? But Captain Underpants was not allowed to roll up in this joint. Now, granted, she was very pretty. And she's a girl. So being half naked was a pass. When you're a grown man and you're in a diaper and and a sheet. All right, you got to go. You got to go. I understand. I understand. If you don't look like He-Man, you gotta go. I get it. Although there was some half-naked Goku people running around, and then one guy without the shirt in the flip-flops, yeah. I don't think he was cosplaying as nobody. I think he was just half-naked. I think he was just lost. I think he was hot. And he went, I think yeah. it was hot outside, <laughs> so he decided to be half-naked and buy himself a soda at the booth where you can spend 30 bucks he to looked, get a little mug. He looks lost. He might have been lost. I think it was heat exhaustion. I think that's what was happening. No one goes to a SAC anime convention willingly. We're all lost. We're all lost and sad and tired. I I was invited, just to be clear. The reason people show up with their batter spilling out is not because they chose to. They're just mentally broken. They are tired. Actually, to be fair, I I think that was probably true. And the worst part is they came with friends. No, no, yeah. they ain't they friends, and friends. they ain't no, they came with friends. Outfit. Some of these folks came with friends and family, and they let them do it. <laughs> those are not their friends. My, first of all, to be clear, so for those for those who don't know, I showed up on Sunday as Casual Death the Kid. If you're not a Soul Eater fan, you don't know what Casual Death the Kid looks like because you suck. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Yeah, you do. But if you actually like anime, you will see Soul Eater. And if you didn't Soul Eater, you didn't you suck. So there's a casual Death the Kid. So I have a wig that you have to wear because it's Death the Kid. There's a very specific look. And my wife won't look me in the eye with that wig on. She won't do it. She can't do it. I'm like, can you help me fix my wig? She's like, I can't even I can't even look at you. I can't I can't do it. I look at you, we're getting a divorce. If if the love of my life can't look at me when I'm wearing a wig, how are these people letting these half buttered bald people walk out? <laughs> With their, all their stuff flying out. You look good. Yeah, yeah, you look good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. If I offend somebody, I'm sorry. But there's a difference. You cannot come to a public event. With children. With children. And you ain't dressed like nobody. Well, there go my next year plans. I was about to show up in a man thong. I, I knew it. I knew it. I was about to show up in nothing but pasties. Just because, just because, just because you in oh, fishnets, like just because you in fishnets doesn't mean you're cosplaying as somebody. I was gonna show up as sexy Patrick with the fishnets. Oh, no, in the oh no! If you did that, oh, no, no, no! If you did that, and I knew what you were doing, I might let you go. I might let you go. If you're doing sexy Patrick Star, I might let you go. 
I'm, or, or sexy Squidward, I might let you go. <laughs> sexy Squidward, well, I, I might let you go. Like, like those turquoise leggings and a shirt all hey, buffed down. The if you do head. it, if you do it, I might let you go. I need to. I might let you go. Sexy Squidward, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to. If die. you get taken alive by the crowd, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. I'm just saying, you don't come, don't you don't come to a public event. Did you actually look up? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I know he did. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, he did. Oh no! Yeah, he did. Can you imagine? Uh, oh, just walk right, in. Real right. talk. How'd you find talk. my pajamas? Real talk. Real talk. That's no, Voldo. That no, doesn't no, no. count. Real talk. No, no. Real if talk. you show up at Voldo, we can't talk. There was a Voldo video last year. What? what? There's a what? Oh, Voldo that came out last year. Knives and all. Knives and all. They were full. Oh. I mean, the point is, like, I can't. I hate Voldo. For those who sold caliber players, I hate Voldo. I hate him so much. <laughs> Not just gameplay wise, just like aesthetics. I ugh, <laughs> ugh. That's why. Say I, what you want about Lady Gaga, but her Super Bowl performance was wonderful, and I loved her in *A Star Is Born*. Somebody else. Did you actually watch that movie? Uh, no, it was depressing. <laughs> I know how it ends. My mom told me. Oh, okay, okay. I, I mean, one of the songs is good, but like, I don't want to cry. I mean, they got awards for that movie. No, so. like, they got a lot of awards. Yeah. But I don't need to see Rocky Raccoon hang himself. I'm like. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna spit in my drink. Oh no! <laughs> like I know you miss Groot, Rocket, but I mean, I'm sorry, she ain't worth it. Oh man, he does grow back. I mean, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so, so while that was okay, to be fair, that was a rude awakening every morning at Sack Anime. That was every morning. But overall, I think Sack Anime was fantastic because I met I met some really cool people. Um, I met this family that always cosplayed every day, and they're awesome. I didn't know okay. that they knew Dwight Illustrations and his wife and stuff like that, but I met them, and it was just like, she was dressed up as, the mom was dressed up as, as Wonder Woman, and she was awesome looking, and it was just fantastic. Was she dressed up as Wonder Woman the first day? The first day. Oh, she was. Because the next day she was dressed up as Ted. Okay. Because they did all the different Keanu Reeves. Right, right. And then the next day she was Gwen, she was a, I keep saying Gwen Stefani, I mean, she has Spider Gwen. She was Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen Stefan. Might as well. But uh, it was just like, it was one of those things about the, one of the things about conventions that like, and, and one, and I have to thank Brandon of Dwight Illustrations for letting me be behind the booth is that it was the people. I spent the entire time just talking to people. And for, and, and, and for those who follow my podcast, you know me, I talk shop. I love talking shop. When it, when it comes to like comic books and movies, I will do it forever. And I was able to do that with all of these people. And just because it was an anime convention doesn't mean you didn't come to... I, I, I don't watch every anime, but I know enough. I, I had to tell Brandon. I was like, oh no, that was this, man. He's like, what? I'm like, that was this. Because it was just like, I know this stuff. And just sit the there with people and talk with them and enjoy the conversation and like... The geek out, but whatever, uh, either, it, it, it wasn't even always a costume. It was either the costume that they wore, the t-shirt that they had on, the stuff that they bought. It was always so cool to talk to these people. I had people come back just to have a conversation with us every day. And it was just one of those things where I, it reminds you why I like doing this stuff. Because it's about the people. And they're so fun to be around. And, and the fact that people like it, it, it's literally, I don't care how popular the Big Bang Theory is, being a nerd is still kind of a stigma. 
being a geek is still kind of a stigma. And as mainstream as the Big Bang Theory is, it still makes us feel shunned. Especially because I don't look like I could be a nerd. Or, or the concept of what a nerd looks like. You know, someone sees me, I'm like, I'm 6'2", I'm like 220 pounds. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loud black man. And they go like, so then what do you like to do? I'm like, well, I'm a fan of the X-Men. They're like, what? And then people realize, I'm a nerd. And, you know, I like my sports, but I'm not, I don't hurt myself over it. But it's just, it's one of those things when people realize it. And, I, and, and being at SEC Anime, you talk to people and they like appreciate being like cared about by other people who like, like the same stuff they do. I met people that I didn't think I would ever meet and they're like, it's so cool to meet someone like you who likes the same stuff I do. I'm like, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, everyone has their own like and, and taste and differences. That's, you know, we're all people. We're going to like different things. But to feel like if we like certain like comic books or anime or cartoons or video games or comic book movies or, or slapstick, whatever it is you want, you like, makes you feel like you're stupid. Or Steven Universe, if you like it or not. If it makes you feel bad and people make you feel bad for liking it, it's kind of rough. And you're allowed to like stuff you want to like. And so the fact that when you go to these conventions and you're surrounded by people who like the same things you do, you feel at home. And that's a, nothing makes me more passionate than be around people who love comic books, who love art. I, I, I still, I, the one thing about Pixelated Takoon and Dwight Illustration that I appreciate about them, they're passionate about their art. And it makes me passionate about not only their art, but the fact that I still love art. I used to be, I used to draw, I used to be an artist. And I let somebody's nasty opinion stop me from being an artist. Now, I'm a writer, but I still love the art. And so being around them and being around, uh, like, Levi Craig, who is of Watercolor Chaos, which, by the way, big shout-outs to him because I bought a couple of art pieces from him. He's fantastic. They remind me how important it is to express yourself through art. And it inspires me to go back to doing that because... Part of being an artist is expressing your personality through the things you like to do. And I found other avenues, but nothing draws me more than seeing art. That's why Michael Turner still will be one of my favorite artists out there. And so I'm sad that he's gone. You know, and we all have our favorite artists. And we all, if we're blessed enough, get to meet our favorite artists. But they're our inspiration. And I don't mean to get emotional about it and things like that, but we as as people express ourselves in many, many ways. Through music, through writing, myself through writing, through people like Pixelated Takoon and Dwight Illustrations through art. I do I do anime music videos and something that's my way of expressing nowadays. But one thing that I've always appreciate, especially when I went to anime Osaka anime this year, is seeing all the art that was out there and how people express what they love through whether it's watercolors or or digital graphics or or, or just it's just it, it just or like the one guy who did like the holograms and stuff like that yeah. it it still it made me re- remember why I loved drawing and so that was one of the things that reminded why I appreciate about sack anime is it reminded me why I like the stuff that I do like if you, if you like I've, we talked about this before you walk into my room it is a nerd room 
I got pictures everywhere of like of like comic book characters. I got a Stormblood banner up, up on my on my ceiling. Black Panther, the map from from Dad of War. I have figures of from Falcon to Wonder Woman. It is, and I got I even got art stuff from Dwight Illustrations that pixelated Takoon. because I love art. The one thing you don't see is my own art because I got taught to be ashamed of it. And so I allowed someone to shame me for who I was, who I am. So as someone who's seeing people succeed through their art style <coughs> reminds me that part of who I am is through my art. And so don't let people shame you for liking anime, whether it's Chobits or Steven Universe. Or if you like watching, what is, what is the most drawn out anime I can think of right now? Naruto. Oh no, Bleach is pretty dang long. I mean, but they finished. Did they finish? Wait, 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 wait. When you say drawn out, are we talking? Like, what do you mean by drawn out? Like the longest like series. See, but the thing is, some long series are good. But the yeah, but I mean, when, if we're talking anime versus manga. Oh, see, see, no, that's a whole different ball of wax. Because anime, anime are the only things that can be drawn up because they're filler. <coughs> if we're going to say filler, Naruto has the worst amount of fillers. Anime. It does it? Oh. It's like 40% filler. It's the whole, no, that's actually not, that's true. That is actually yeah, true. Yeah, no, I'm being completely Yeah, it's a fact. People have made lists so that they can determine what is filler and what episodes are actually canon to watch. Oh, no. I have a list screenshotted in my phone. Oh, no. It's bad. So the, the point is... Enjoy what you like. You're allowed to enjoy what you like. Nerds are cool. Nerds are... First of all, just to be clear, Big Bang Theory didn't help nerds to be cool. No, it didn't. It really didn't. It didn't actually kind of make things worse. Yes, because they made us They made us seem eccentric and just just wrong and just ten times weird. I hope young Sheldon Burns... Oh, I hate that show so much. <laughs> but I'm not saying that being nerds, comic nerds, and stuff like... I'm not saying we're not weird. I'm weird. I'll admit it. I'm not gonna lie, I'll admit it. But I don't care. Yeah. You know who my favorite character as a kid was Gonzo from the Muppet Babies. You know why? Because he's a weirdo. Yeah. I will just like to state theater kids deserve to get bullied. That's I'm kidding. I was I was one yes away from being a theater kid, so just just just, <laughs> just careful there. Um, just careful. I was almost a drama kid, just careful. But the the, it, the thing is, I I think one of the things I've always I walked away with what Sack Anime was realizing that the passion that I've always had was for the arts, whether it's in writing, whether it's in video, whether it's in like um um paper, canvas, whatever it is, I've always appreciated it, you know. And it's just it's just one of those things that we it's an avenue for us to express what we love. And being being there with with Dwight illustrations behind the booth, with seeing all his fantastic art and watching people react to it, and having the conversations that I had, and knowing that people came back to want to talk to me about nerdy stuff, you know. And a shout out to um, the Legend of Crafting because she came back. She was she played she cosplayed as Tali from Mass Effect, and she came back as Femme Shepherd, and I was and she came back to show me her Femme Shepherd, and I was like that was exciting for me, and just to see that and. And shout-outs to the to Starwing Jedi. You know, all, every day he came up he came up to me with his different cosplays on purpose to show me. It was fantastic. And I will always appreciate people like that who want who have passion for stuff like this. 
and as a, as a book writer, and hopefully to get back into my own art, I will always appreciate the effort that people put. You know, without, you know, and I, I'm sure everyone can have their own reasons why they appreciate Sack Anime. But, like, people like, you know, Pixelated Taku and Dwight Illustration, you show me that you guys have two different styles of art. But you still show, you both have the same love. And I, and I just, it makes, it reminds me that while I have the same love, I'm always going to be different in my art because I have a different personality. But I should be proud of that. And I literally walked away and I told him Sunday, that Sunday, I was like, you helped me so much. You refueled a lot of passions in me that I forgot I had. And, I, and I'm saying this in a wig. <laughs> Just yeah. by the way, I'm in a wig. I'm in my death to kid wig that people love, that people I got a lot of compliments for. Well, not everyone. Well, easy there. <laughs> easy there. I'm just saying, if easy there. someone you know said that they couldn't look at you in the wig. Well, you know, the, she just can't handle the anime that's in me. She can't, <laughs> you know, she can't have... She I'm can't, sure she likes an anime, too. I'm sure there's something. Well, there's I'll, I'll have to find one. It'll be hard. I'll have to find one. for everyone. Yeah, uh, there is... But they have to. They, but they have to admit it. That's true. They have to admit it. So I just want to say, I want to say thank you for to Brandon to Dwight Illustrator for inviting me. And I want to thank you for people like Pixelate Taco who, who like literally was like, hey, I want to do cos. I want to cosplay. We haven't cosplayed yet. But I want to. He want to do an episode with me on my podcast and, and talk about his art and talk about his skills and talk about his past. I went by his his booth. Him and his wife. Him and his wife are like got skills that I I don't have. And it was great seeing him. And like, and Dwight Illustrations is the new Alex Ross of like, of like, art right now. Cause when Alex Ross dies, cause he will, he's an old man. <laughs> okay. Dwight Illustrations will take over. <laughs> That's the new real, realistic art for, for everybody. And it's just, it's very inspiring to, and to be reminded that there are artists out there who, who still are passionate for their, their skill. And for these things, and it's it's a very it's a nice encouragement for me and inspiration for me to remind myself to not let to and it was funny because I said it, I remember saying it and I was saying it to Brandon I was like hey man don't let people say nothing to you man you got something that people like you know you can't please everybody right. there's always gonna be somebody I don't like this because it's too realistic they get out of my face that's what you no don't say that because that's business right. but but the <laughs> point is don't let that stop you from being because not everyone's gonna like your stuff. People are already people are already fussing about the new about how Tifa looks in FF7 remake. You can't please everybody, and she looks perfect. You can't please everybody, but it, it was one of those things. Like he had a lot of good responses, and everybody was loving their stuff. He's and I know he's got work in the future right now. First of all, I've been I've been by Pixelated Tycoon's booth. He was busy, so I already know he's got work and happening to him. And it's like I'm, and I like I want to be able to be part of that. Even if I if I'm not saying on my own art to be there to help them in all my nerdy way promote their stuff and all my loud because neither of these guys are loud neither of them are loud <laughs> neither of them, and they don't sell themselves very well so I will be the nerdy mascot in, in costume the whether it's a wig or a red hood outfit or bishop look like bishop no 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 I'm not doing that. There are plenty of men walking around in skirts at anime, at SAC anime. You don't need me doing it. I've never seen so many. Oh, it was a bunch. SAC anime is the biggest one. They were a bunch. I've never seen that. Oh, I did that a couple of times. Like, oh, no, those shoulders are not, that is not a woman. I was like, oh, no. 
Oh, oh, Sunday was, oh, they're all over the Sunday place. Sunday was the, oh my god. They're all over like, the place. I've never seen it so much. Second anime is like, I don't know, it's like, it's like where, where they, where they all decided to do this. The, yes. The same cosplays. Yes. And we're just like. There's a Facebook group. We get together every Sunday for coffee. No, I'm telling you, they plan it. I'm telling you, they plan it. But, uh, well, once again, thank you. For you guys for for the experience, we got we got a big sack anime coming up in January. I hope I have my cosplay done, and 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 Paris, thank you for ruining Chris's good time by buying a control table. <laughs> you weren't there. Y'all didn't see it. You weren't there. You guys weren't there. But you were there. I was there. Yeah. I was there for that. Yeah. But but thank you, you guys, because you guys remind me. Why this stuff is important You're to me. welcome. I had the biggest contribution. Yes. No, no, you know what? I, you are welcome because it ended up not even working. I have ways to fix this. <laughs> yeah. Return it didn't it. work? Return it. Uh, the so pause button didn't work. Oh, so no. But you know what that is? That's, that's, yeah. reap what you sow kind yeah. of situation. I don't understand. Yeah. I didn't yeah. do anything yeah. wrong and I'm going to fight you. Neither did Thanos. Oh, <laughs> no. So, now, now that I got my drawn out emotional like I'm response to why sack anime was was, was good for me, <laughs> what do you guys? What how was how did you what did you take no, out of sack you anime? Know what? Oh, no, oh no, here we go. Oh no. I got something oh no. I got you got something. Oh no. Flexing your Japanese turquoise controller, oh, and I can tell you what you can put that controller, buddy. You got that controller first, and I didn't say nothing, but I get a special half purple, half crystal controller, of which there were two, so he could have gotten another one. Why would I want the same controller as you? I don't know, because it's called a normal thing to want to get something someone else has. No, it's not. It's weird. Yes, it is. Once you got it, it's not weird. You are just being a drama queen. All right, guys, I apologize. I just started a huge fight that I didn't mean to. I was just trying to, like, trying to be funny. Of I don't course want, I don't it did, because you have you the emotional maturity of a five-year-old. You can't handle sharing. Because, no, it's not sharing, it's just... You can't let someone else shine brighter than you. You are just so bitter. What is this? You are bitter. I'm just so much cooler than you. Of course you are. Of course you are. I couldn't be associated with Uh-huh, right. I have a reputation in this Right. So... Uh-huh. I gotta keep it up. Yeah, you, know? you should tell other people about you know? this reputation because you seem to be the only one in on it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody was. Everybody kind of had my back. Uh huh. Right. I wanted the controller. No, no. He was thanking <laughs> me because I ruined your experience apparently because you got that was facetious. Uh huh. Right. About... That was not facetious. I don't know what this everybody is. Brandon's sitting next to you like I am not associated with him. I am. Just, like he just looks so concerned. Like is is this person all right? First of all. No. I don't know what we're even discussing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For anyone listening, the party really started around one. I didn't get here till six. So there's five hours of history I completely missed out on. <laughs> to, to be fair, the conflict with the control happened like the weekend before. Oh, so okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So all but, this is new to you. But guys. Let, let's dial back. I, that was my fault. I was, I'm sorry, guys. That was my fault. I let that. I let that. I let that get overboard. I let that go happen. But they have it hard. Mm-hmm. But for all who's present, what did you do when you walk in, when you walk over from Sack Anime twenty nineteen, what did you get out of it? I really enjoyed overall the 
the lack of creepers we had. We didn't get a lot of creepers this year. And I um, don't get... <laughs> um, I, think the first I just like the fact, I just like the fact everything that. I just talked about, that here comes here comes A-Bit Perry's like, hey, we had no creepers, bruh. That was sick. I'm like... <laughs> I'm oh, serious. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Every year we got someone who can't watch their like wandering hands, and this year oh, no. we were happy to not get those problems. That is progress. progress. I mean, now is granted, that, is that normal for here in America? Yes. I'm not really, I'm well, there, there, to be the, fair, there has been a, there has been a campaign in the last couple of years that said just because we call it doesn't mean it's consent. That's a real thing. And I know what you're thinking. It's not just the scantily clad ones. This is the people who are just dressed head to toe and, like... Actually, no. I I, I believe that. When I I, 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 I... I was I was touched in my Spider-Man costume. Here's the thing. When See, I was... When I was... It's real. When I went to Anime Vegas and I was dressed as Death the Kid, I, I was, like, one of my first big-time cosplays. And it was, like... I, I, I did costume parties. That was easy because of all my friends. But this was the first time in public I cosplayed. I was terrified. Because if I do this wrong... I'm gonna get buried. People loved it. I literally, I, I will never forget. I it was got to the point where I was being followed by girls going like trying to get pictures of me. It was weird. I'm sorry. I'll try to be less noticeable next time. I I, and I was I remember trying to go to the bathroom. Uh oh. I was I was trying to, I was walking towards the men's bathroom and I hear kid, and the, I literally get grabbed by two girls from both sides. I'm like, I I need I need I need I need to go to the bathroom. You're preventing me from not messing up this this costume. They're like, oh, and then somebody's makeup face jacked up my black suit. So, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it didn't bother me that much because I, I was just happy that people, like, recognized and they were happy to see me. But, yeah, people automatically assume just because they they, you, they just automatically just grab at you. And I'm like, yeah. That's that one's a little. That's a little nicer than my story. Yeah, mine. Okay. Wait, yeah, what did someone do to you? What happened? I was dressed as Spider Man, and my suit was very fitting. I mean, Spider Man. Spider Man, and you know, this was when I had started working on my chest area and legs, so it looked pretty decent. But like, the suit made my chest look greater than it was, and I respect your honesty. I was trying to get to my table quickly, and so I'm rushing through the aisles at Fan Expo in Toronto, and um, one of the Fan Expo staff was kind of in the way, but not really, and I, just, I was like, oh, excuse me, and they like, they put their hand like, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, keep, keep going, as I'm running, right, so I can't really stop, and she like, and I was just like, oh, uh, and then she looks at the other, at the other chick that were the second next up, and they like, they like, thumbed up each other, and I was just like, are you serious? Uh, yeah. Did you report them? No, because I was in a rush. <laughs> you should have wow. that. I was in a rush. That's so and gross. So maybe that justifies... And I told Nguyen, and she laughed at me. Dang. That wow. Not, okay. Wow. No. no. Uh, that's, men just... can get harassed, believe it or not. No, I mean, it is, it, is, it is a thing. It's real. It's like, I mean, no, that happened to me. People have done that to me where they felt up, like... My chest, like for no reason. I was not in cosplay. I mean, I was, um, I was dressed as Spider Man. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. It's it is Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, calm down, Ben Riley. She, I mean, I'm just you know. At least they were cute. Oh, I mean, so at maybe maybe uh, maybe a bit's thing about less creepers is justified now. Now that I'm hearing stuff. Also, prices were good. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I got a nice stuffed panda for $15. Anna controller. Yeah, Anna controller. That's how you got, that's all you got out of sack anime? A stuffed, no, that thing is soft. That thing is a pillow. And I yeah, took some bomb naps. Alright, I'm gonna go get my... <laughs> some bomb naps on a stuffed panda. Alright, so we, we got A.B. Perry's, um... Deals. What about you guys? Brandon. Yeah, please. That's please. what I actually was pointing to Brandon. But yeah, please. I'm <laughs> <laughs> looking at you for like, well, what did you get out of it? You said, well, I got a fifteen dollar panda. I got a fifteen dollar panda. What? This was my. Was very a first deal. This is my very first sack anime that I've ever attended. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Oh, wow. It's my very first one. So I don't really have history to compare it to, so I don't know how. How did it go uh, compared to other shows? That's 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 better way. Silicon Valley was my best show that I've ever had. But if I have to rate them by day, then there was a sack con, which is like the sister con, right, like yeah. the smaller version of sack anime, was by far the best day ever. Um, and it was actually this last one, and it was really, really good. And that's actually what prompted me to look into Psych Anime. I thought, well, if I'm doing this good at SACCON, how much better would Psych Anime be? Mm. Now, I gauge success on on a couple different ways. Some people might say, well, how much money did you make? That is what success looks like. Right. And that's true. That's a big part of it, especially to do this for a living. However, me, I'm still up and coming. So I look at success a couple ways. One, obviously, that I can at least make the profits back that I invested into it. And two, the amount of networking, the amount of feedback, the amount of critiques, the amount of understanding who my audience is and still developing that part of what I want to do in my art career is a very, very big fundamental to me going to, to shows. It lets me get in front of my audience because on Instagram, you can be able to see me. Facebook, you can be able to see me. All people have to do is press the like button and that's really all you ever hear. Right? But when you actually get in front of somebody and they can talk to you through what they like about your art, that helps me understand what direction I'm going, where I'm at, and so on and so forth. So that meant a lot. And I really feel like more than any other show, I got that from Sack Anime. And I think the reason I got that is because I don't have a whole lot of anime content. So I was really able to understand, okay, when they say Sack Anime, they really is a culture here that people really embrace. Uh, my thing, too, though, I really, really enjoy obviously mech art anything they can make up but i i'm wondering where original art fits into this whole algorithm like, you know as in just purely just in cons purely i'm wondering where because i saw some of it at some shows mm -hmm. i'll go to you'll see some original art you'll see people doing whether it's it's art it's photography whatever it is yeah and I'm wondering, okay, they're obviously finding some success doing this otherwise they wouldn't be doing it mm -hmm. so i'm trying to wonder where and how does that fit in do people go to these shows? Um, by people, I mean artists. Yeah, yeah. Purely writing off the success of fan art that's already been established, or they eventually kind of break into something completely new that's completely original. Hmm. I, I, I think I think it's a 50-50 because you're guaranteed to sell fan art. Mm -hmm. So sure. that's kind of like, you know, that's your guaranteed profits. Right. And then... So that's why people have just a small amount of their original stuff to say, oh, hey, you like, you like my stuff kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I also am still working on this. And that, um, a lot of people, you know, they'll get used kind of like, oh, you can follow me online, this is my original stuff, or right. I'm working on this in my comic, or, you know, whatever the case is. And some people, like, that's how they even do, like, their Patreon kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel that, like, if 
if you're if you're trying to go for profits, trying to go for you know to make your money back, fan art is you should probably have more fan art than original stuff because unfortunately the way it is at a show especially is that people um, are more so willing to buy fan art. Fan art. Yeah. Or they're looking for stuff with their established, established characters, right? Right. And, and so that's like, why they go there. Yeah. And what? But when they so when they see a new stuff, you you your original art should, has to be like identifiable. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I'm finding that some of the success that comes with that, and by success, I define that as actually getting people to appreciate enough where they want to buy it. So that's what success looks like, right? That's how I define it in this situation. So when when you're an artist and you're an established artist, and people have come to appreciate your style even more so than what you draw, but how you draw it. They'll buy, they'll, they'll buy anything. I'll give you an example. If I was to draw a very basic smiley face on a piece of binder paper, I'm willing to bet that maybe zero of the people that are listening to this podcast would ever consider buying it. If Jim Lee were to do the same thing, yeah, people would be throwing bids at it. Because it's they kind come of, to yeah. understand. Or they come to know them and everything. And, and, and right. It's it, kind of the same. It's funny that you say that. Because <clears throat> I remember going to a... It was either a WonderCon or a FanFest. The Frank Cho was there. Mm. And you met Frank Cho? Huh? You met Frank Cho? I met Frank Cho. You, you, right so you just got so much cooler in my book. I you mean, just, not that you, you were really cool, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you were sitting right next saying. to Ivy Doom Kitty, so I was. it was all... And then, then, then Thomas J was right next to her, so I was like, it was like it was a day for me. Frank Cho is one of my favorite artists. Is he? Yeah. He's uh, fantastic. He's, I went to one of his panels. He was fantastic. He's one of like one of one of the inspirations for my for, really? yeah, for my style. Oh my goodness, yeah. awesome! He was there, and someone had, had a Captain America shield. He wanted him to sign, and he drew like I mean, with a with a sharpie, a pretty like it's cap, but it was pretty generic cap. Right. But it was drawn by Frank Cho. Right. And it used it's a, it's like the same thing. It was like right. if you drew cap on somebody's shield, like all right, it's cool. You drew cap. But because it was drawn by Frank Cho, it changes the entire perspective. And honestly, I think and one thing that people don't realize is that comes faster than you think. Yes. Um. Uh. Like from from like the six years ago when I first started doing shows, man. Like I mean, I I I didn't really start getting profit until like a couple years in, you Mm -hmm. know. And so like I was, and I you know you. Not only when you're doing when you start trying to do this for a living, you have your your focus on going to shows, getting a local presence, international if you, or what a national presence, whatever you get the point. Or and then you also have to focus on getting an internet presence and having you know, so you you have to build a fan base and that is super hard. But I mean it's worth it. And it, it takes time. It's an increasing thing. But um, like it was cool for me at the second anime that I had people come up to my table that. Were fans from online. Oh wow! Yeah, I and I I feel like um, it's for me. It's always weird when I, especially like moving from Toronto to here mm-hmm. and like meeting people in California and Vegas, and they're like, "Oh, you're pixelated talking." I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh man, I've been following you since like you were doing the comic," and I'm like, oh "That kind of stuff is it floors me because I'm right. like, whoa, that's creepy. Why would you follow that? You know?" But then you know it's. Just like, but that's that's but also like, but that's also the humility that you guys have that speaks bounds about you guys. 
you know, you, you love the what you do, but you just, you automatically just assume no one's going to like your stuff. Yeah, you never feel like you're good enough. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear people are like, you're fantastic, you're like, you're like floored yeah. by it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and you're like yeah. you wait, you're following my stuff. Wait, you bought my things? Wait, wait a minute. And you're oh, like, yeah, yeah that's, that's amazing. But that says a lot about both of you guys, your guys' character as artists and stuff like that. And so it's it's huge. It's right. huge. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's really starting to learn, learn the industry, which is what I'm trying to do. I don't quite do this for a living yet. Uh, sometimes I ask myself if I was to hypothetically quit my nine to five and I was to jump in this full time. There's always that fear, especially when you have a family and you have other responsibilities, mm. you know, and, and that kind of makes me think about what was mentioned earlier. You know, first off, I'm going to say this. Um, if you have a friend or you know somebody who decides to do something like that, they want to go all in on their art, whether it's art, writing, whatever form of art it is, and they're just not providing they're failing their responsibility, then I understand that that would be an appropriate time as a friend to say, hey, maybe art should be your hobby and you should get a nine to five until you develop yourself. Right. That being said, I will say on record, shame on anybody who shames somebody else for pursuing their artistic goals or passion. And in the sense of psych anime and any of these conventions, whether you're the actual artist or you're an attendee, mm-hmm. we like to joke around and, and tease other people. That's what it is. You know, we're, we're just a bunch of guys having a good time. But at the end of the day, some of these guys, most of them, most of the cosplayers, that to them is their artistic expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're not trying to make a living. They're just trying to have a good time. The artists there, I mean, you can look over at your neighbor and just be a total jerk and say, man, my stuff is way better than his. Hey, maybe it is. But you know what? He's selling and there's people that are appreciating his artwork too. Right. So there's something for everybody. There it is, right? Um, I I learned real early, never shame somebody else for trying to be an artist or for thinking of whatever, like you mentioned earlier, Dave, about someone who shot your, your ambition down. That is the most destructive form of whether it be a friendship or whatever it is. That's very toxic, yeah. right? Especially when years go by and you miss out on what could have been foundation of who you are right and what's interesting about it it's funny you mentioned it i was like i read i I like a comics today and some of these artists i'm like you know and in my head i'm like i drawn either the same or maybe a little better than them and you guys are drawing you're doing wolverine comics how why am i not doing this right it's things like that and so it's always like like we talked about that earlier, but like in podcasts, like there are people who literally commit to podcasts that all are just mouth noises, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. and and people listen to that and they follow that and they subscribe, they support that stuff, and it literally is for everybody. There is yeah. something for everybody. There's something for everybody. And yeah. I've always said, and it's one of the things I said to you because I you're you are so I, I'm not gonna lie, you are so caught up about the guy across the way. With his 3D. I'll, I'll talk about that too here in a second. But yeah, go ahead. And it was just like, and it was one of those things like, but you have something that these guys don't have. And I've heard everybody who's come by your table, even if they didn't buy something, go like, man, this is great. And they like, and even there's been times when you were, you, like, the one, the Saturday for a second, he wasn't there yet. I, he was doing some stuff. I was covering for him. He would walk by like, this is fantastic. I mean, they're losing it. Or people will be walking by, and they'll stop, and they'll come back, and like, oh, and they do that. Something about your art speaks to them, and that's what always that will always keep you 
in the industry. Appreciate that. And it's like, because you can sit there and look at something. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick ours from the comic book industry. You can look at something from Tim Sale, and you're like, man, that looks like garbage. And then you're like, it's not better than Joe Mad or Jim Lee, or Frank Cho, or Mark Silvestri, or Michael Turner. But everybody likes somebody for differently. Like, I think Michael Turner's Batman is better than Jim Lee's. But I'm sure someone who likes Jim Lee's art, and I think Jim Lee's art's fantastic. I own Batman Hush. He did Batman Hush. He's fantastic. But I, I like Michael Turner. You know, versus someone who thinks who's a heart like you, you're inspired by Frank Cho. Versus like Joe Mad. Or, or, um, there's another guy. He goes under, under the name of the Bezil. He has one of his other names. He's a fantastic artist. And he does like Witchblade and stuff like that for Top Cow Productions. It's, there's always something for somebody. And every artist speaks to someone. Like I said, like with, with Watercolors Chaos, I was right next to us. His watercolor art, and he was all worried about, you know, it's conventional art, you know, compared to the graphic designs that, like, you do and that some other people do. But I, 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 you know, there's, you saw him, he had traffic. Oh, a lot of traffic. Yeah, he had a lot, he, he was, like, yeah. all day, like, people were, like, there all the time. Yeah. Either yeah. buying or looking at his stuff. Yeah. He so, had something that not everyone had. He yeah, had exactly. Yeah. You have something not everybody has. Your art style, your lighting, your coloring, your realistic, not everybody has. Just same thing with Pixelated Taku. And if I started getting into my art style, it would be the same thing. Yeah. There's something that speaks to everybody. So we should never be, we should, for one, we should never be ashamed of what we do. And like you said earlier, we should never either shame or allow other people to shame us for our style. Right, right. You know, I, I'm going to use a gym as an illustration and, and this is how I see myself grow as an artist. And being at Sac Anime brought it to a, brought it home to another level. Because Dave is right. I spent a good majority of the time at last at this Sac Anime. Uh, I, I'm going to say feeling very inferior, and in some ways very inspired by what some of my neighbors were doing. One in particular, very very impressed by this man and his art. I and, and just as an overall business model. But here's the thing: as an artist. In general, he's not someone I'd want to be like. Mm-hmm. There's a certain business aspect of what he's doing that I respect. Same with Pixel. I his booth looked fantastic. Um, it's highly unlikely I would ever adopt his style because him and I are two different people, two different artists, with two different tastes. But I still respect his business approach. So it reminds me of when, if you've ever been to the gym, if anyone who's listening this has ever been to the gym. When we go to the gym for the first time, we have a goal: either we want to get bigger, or we're bigger and we want to get smaller. But for whatever reason. When we walk in day one, or maybe even before we walk in, we have someone in mind that we're looking at and we say to ourselves, I want to look like that. And I hope to look like that in six months, right? So we're working out and we, we look at this person, we keep saying to ourselves, I'll never look like that. Well, if we stick to it, and if you ever have, you'll notice after nine months, a year or a year and a half, whatever it is that go by, some of the people that you were admiring day one aren't all that impressive anymore. And the reason is because as you start to develop, your expectation of good starts to develop as well. And you start looking at, well, I'm going to be honest to say, some of the mentors I had when I first started drawing, not really the same direction I'm going anymore. Now, where do you go now? Well, there's a lateral position now, right? So you, even if you can't get better, you can try doing different stuff. So that brings me back to Sack Anime. 
there was a lot of artists there, but I wouldn't say that they'd be my mentors. But there's like a lateral respect that I have because they're doing something that I haven't done or I haven't done very well. And I felt very inferior to that. They have these nice elaborate boots. So let's say you reached your size. You're at the gym and now you're as big as you want to be or you're big and now you're as small as you want to be. Well, you no longer admire that guy that was that was your size. But now you admire the guy over there that's got better looking legs than you. Or you admire the guy over there that's got a better diet than you. Or someone that may not look better, but might be doing something a lot different. So now that's your new goal. When I was at Sakuna, I saw a lot of new goals. Not a lot. A few new goals that I walked away from. My booth looked like garbage. Um, okay, here's what I'll say. It looked day one. It looked like day one. Vendor. Uh, just, uh, just to be clear, guys, this, this man sold sold a lot. I, I, I sold, he pretty sold a lot. Okay, I, I sold pretty good. He see, he's underselling uh, himself. He sold a lot. He sold a lot. Uh, and 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 that's he sold thing. out of some of his stuff. <laughs> just to be clear. Well, so and and that's what I think. Like Pixel, like me, like any other artist. Uh, you know, Dave, we really appreciate your your compliment earlier. If you're not always, if you if you you're not always seeing yourself as humble, or I should say as humble, because then you're not humble. Cause you're not humble. But if you're not always seeing yourself as an opportunity to grow, then where are you going to go? Because anything that we do, there's always room for either improvement or for change. There's a way to do something different. And in some cases, even if you can't really get better, you have to learn how to acclimate with the with the current culture. That's another thing that I learned. I walked into an anime, was like walking into a gunfight with a knife. And I'm mm. thinking, wow, sure, my knife looks nice and shiny. But that's not what everyone's here wants to see, right? Uh, everyone here wanted hamburgers, and I'm selling a pizza. Or vice versa. And so I'm looking at this guy across from me, and, and, and Pixel, I look at your booth, and I'll say the same thing. I said, man, these are men who've been in this game for a long time. They had a really nice professional display. They had options. When people got to their, it was like going into a store. It was like a store came to a convention where I felt like I was um, a yard seller bring in my yard sale stuff to, to, to a convention saying, you know. You know what it reminds me of? I, used, I had this bit in one of my old little skit CDs I used to do. It's called Everything But What You Need. Mm-hmm. We got everything else but what you asked for. Do you have rakes? Nah, man. Straight out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, but what do you got? I got water hoses. How about water hoses? Sorry, just ran out. You just, <laughs> yeah. You got everything but what you need. You had a lot of variety. You did have variety, but it was not what everybody was looking not for. was looking for. Right. And actually... There was some things that people were looking for. Yes. So um, you, you I had a few there. I, I, I did. I had a few there, and I was really grateful. But there's one thing I learned, too, is I have to learn to adapt. And this is something, if there's any artist out there, whether you're a writer or an artist, it, it, never become complacent and think there's not an opportunity to grow. And that doesn't always mean better. It's acclimating to what your audience is. Your audience is going to grow and change. All it, we are all only one video game or one successful movie away from having to change our approach to whatever we're doing, right? Video game industries know that. Hollywood movies industries understand that. And as creators on any level, we have to understand that because our audience are different. Six months ago, it was Avengers. Two, one month ago, it was Godzilla. This time next year, it's going to be something completely different. Like today, right now, it's Men in Black International. Uh, it, it, it's, like a month, it'll be Spider-Man. <laughs> it's just right. like, and, yeah. and, and Pixel was just, and I were just having a conversation earlier. You know, you have your portfolio, and everything in your portfolio is something different. He literally said, yeah, I have a Marvel portfolio. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Well, I have a Marvel print, mm. and, and that's where I'm at. And, you know, I'm over here taking notes. What are people into? 
the podcast that you guys listen to right now is a good, good source, a good place to get these resources, and it's something that I haven't personally taken advantage of, which is, had I had I done that, I probably would have done a little better, because um, I, I feel some of my art that sells, just like Dave said, which I appreciate, just because they appreciate the art, but it's not what everyone's looking for. Well, where do I find that? It's about learning. I looked around what everyone else was doing, and I thought, these men here are successful. Why are they successful? Not just because they're good artists. To be honest, some of the people there, uh, let's be honest. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. Right? I mean, we all know McDonald's isn't good for you. Right, at all. right, right, right. But why do people eat it? Because it's convenient. And mm, it's right there when you need it. Mm. Right? And that's why, if I'm being honest, right? That's why McDonald's is just as successful as the Red Lobster sitting next to them. Because they are what people want when they want. And, and that's just a, a business approach. That's always worked. I hate to use I'm not trying to call another artist a McDonald's. So forgive me. If I, that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is uh, people understand the business a lot better than I do. And this is what I'm learning. And I need to be humble enough to learn. It's not me saying, I love Halo. And I'm going to bring Master Chief to this con. And you better like it. And no matter what, that's just what you're going to get. Sure, you can do that. But you get you, you'll get somebody who you'll are, get one or two people. Yeah, great job. Yeah, you'll get a handful of people who may like be all about Master yeah. Chief, and that's about it. And that's and it's a very stubborn approach, right? In my opinion, you know, it's good to be, um, uh, it's good to appreciate what you do, and to put, and be passionate about what you do. I had an RC. I uh, this is true. Okay, here's a perfect example. I I had art at some shows. I'll I'll make art. I'll spend hours on it, and I will fall asleep at the display. Drawing this thing, I keep thinking to myself, wow, I think this is going to be really nice. I think people are going to appreciate this. And I'll bring it. And no one will like it. And the only thing they'll like is a thing that I did four years ago. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Check out this new shiny thing that I just got. And they're like, yeah, but what about... I'm like, but that was two years ago. In fact, I put that up there because I had nothing else to put there. Check out this. And now I understand people want content that they appreciate. And, and you have to be able to roll with that. You know what makes me think of that? Is like, remember that guy? He was going through your portfolio, and he saw that one picture with the the girl with the hat. And he was all about it. That was his favorite thing at my booth. Yeah, he was all about it. And I did that accidentally on my iPad four years ago. And he like, and he was like, almost like he wanted it. Yeah, he's all, do you have this for print? Mm, no, I don't have that print. My Spider Man that I did a few years ago was sold out, and it sold better than just about everything else at my booth. And yeah. Spider-Man's hot right now. People who are coming to you appreciate your work. Yeah, they don't care or even know how many hours you put in. No, to be honest, it's what they like. It's what they like. That that, that, the thing that I can say um, after after so many years of doing it that that happens every day. Where I will spend time. I've very rarely will I spend time on a new print, and it'll outsell one of my old ones. Right. Mm-hmm. Very rarely, because you know, at this show, um, I, try, I, I finished four new prints um, for the for this one specifically. I did like a, I, I, I did like a, a jury rap, the shield hero one, mm-hmm. um, my hero academia. One. Mm. Oh yeah, and I that forget, was hot. I forget what the last one I did was, but I know there was a fourth one, and it's bugging me that I can't remember what it was. But I did those four. No, I not Persona Five. None of them sold nearly as much as my old stuff. Right. None of them. Um, and the thing that I thought was 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 really funny 
was like even the Godzilla picture that I did, the recent one. My old Godzilla picture sold more than it. Well. So, it's just a thing, right? I mean, and people are going to want what they want. So, right. And it could be as small as, like, for example, with the Godzilla picture, my new one, right? Or versus the old one. Oh, I like the old one because it doesn't have Rodan. As small of, you know, a smaller difference is that. I got that a couple times, yeah. But so, that's, that was that guy with the yeah. with the Chen Li Cami picture. He like he liked it. He thought it was oh, really good, but he didn't want Cami. Yeah, that's all I it was, took. And I was hurt too because I put so much time into that picture. Right. He's like, you have this without Cami. You know what that's like saying? It's like going to someone's house and invite you over for dinner, and they spent all day prepping the dinner. Not only prepping the dinner itself with marinating, and not only marinating, but going to the store to get all the ingredients. Not only that, but then cleaning their kitchen, cleaning their house, getting everything ready so it's perfect for the gigger. And you're like, you know what? This all looks fantastic. But all I want is that one bowl of corn. Yeah. Like, wow. Yep. Bro. Right? <laughs> but customer's always right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Customer's always right. And, and, and like, and, sorry. No. Um, but yeah. And I had this, I had the same experience where, where my new banjo print, I spent 26 hours on that. And at a few cons, the one that I drew four years ago sold far more and now and I only spent like six hours and yeah. so like yeah no but it's exactly like that because it's it like is. I put there's so much more in this new one look at this check it out it's right like, there's yeah. so much more in it because we're so I, proud of it yeah we, and, we and, and, and especially when you put so much more time into it too and it's like and it's you know you and it looks especially when it's a piece that looks factually like just objectively better than than one of the old one than your old stuff too and you're like but why you know, but that analogy is like perfect. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it hurts. It's only because, from our perspective, we're the one that spent all day or all week or whatever it is. Yeah, but that's the thing, too. Like, no one's ever going to, from uh, from a consumer side, they're not, you know, no one is ever going to know. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's the ugly thing about it is they're not going to care. No, they're not going to care. If you don't provide what they want or like, yeah, they could care how, much, how many hours you put behind it. No. The, the standard McDonald's cheeseburger probably still all sells anything else on their menu, no matter how new, mm-hmm. fresh, shiny. Like my my five year old, if it ain't nuggets and fries, she don't care how much. She don't care what you got on the menu, how long it took you to make it. If it ain't nuggets and fries, yeah, ain't nuggets and fries. She yeah. ain't she ain't eating it. Yeah. So I think there's a few approaches that I've learned differently. One is I have to diversify a little bit. Yeah. And be and that's where humility comes in. My thing is, is I love original art. I love making my own content. And I made some, I brought some my own content. And I got a lot of good feedback on it. Mm. And that made me feel good. But and you sold some. I sold some. I, yeah, I did. And that made me feel great because that is your own imagination coming to life. And people appreciate it enough when they're willing to spend their money on it. And I, I saw that. Well, Y'all yeah, don't see it, but 8 bit Perry, he's dozing yeah, off, man. We're losing him. We're losing him. I saw you fall asleep. I just wanted to sit on record. <laughs> I this is my interesting time place. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know, I think I'm moving if I can say one thing about me is I'm moving to another level in my journey. Um, first you learn your craft and then you have to learn how to be a businessman or woman about your craft. Art is really broken up into three parts. One is actually learning how to do it, and two is customer relations, mm. and three is all the behind the scenes business shenanigans like, you know, Money and taxes and being able to buy and all that, that. right? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's printing, and that's another thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you can take this as far as you want. You can be all inclusive. You can have your own studio set up inside your house, and you print, and you deliver, and you ship out, and you you do everything. 
or you can outsource some of the stuff and have another shop print for you and have someone else do your, your books and your money and have someone else do whatever it is. But uh, I, I'm learning now where I want to be and where I'm at, and I'm understanding the industry is really broken up. There's a place for fan art. Mm. And there is. And the better you become as an artist, the more people appreciate how you do it rather than what you do. I think you can start introducing more and more through fan art and being bold about doing it. But then there is, like Pixel said, there are times when you have to be humble enough to say, okay, as much as I want to do it, the customer is always right. And it's up to them to decide what, to a degree, they have to decide which way you go. Never apologize for what you're doing, like we were talking about earlier. Never change your style. Right. Right? Yeah. Stay on the path. But understand that there's got to be like a happy medium. And seeing this guy, I didn't see next to you, but seeing the guy across from me, he had two <clears throat> eight-foot tables with a drape and a 12-foot pyramid of like a national monument of art, <laughs> right? Where people were saying, I need the art on A4. Like it was like a battleship board. And I'm like, wow, man, this guy is like... But what it was... It was, it was the variety. It was the variety. Because we went from, could you, yes. you, we watched it, it went from one corner was Dragon Ball. Yes. To all of a sudden, like, Young Justice. Yes. To yes. all of a sudden, yes. Justice League. To yeah. like, is that Naruto? And then all of a sudden, like, that's One Punch Man. Yeah. It, it, that, but that was because he had, but he's probably been doing it for a while. And oh, yeah. We saw yeah. his site. He has like. He has a shopping list. He has right? a list. He's got so many that you actually act, you actually have to add stuff to your cart. That's mm. when you know you got a list of stuff. Me, it's like you want A, B, C, or whatever. This guy's like, yeah, add to this cart, continue shopping. That's when you know you got some content. But this guy, not only did he have a variety, but he had two or three of each. Mm-hmm. So it gave people more varieties. Last year, I got the Silver Surfer, but now I'm going to get the one with Galactus, or I'm going to get the one fighting Thanos, or whatever it is. Right, right. So those are all things that I'm learning, you know, and I feel like as an artist or any type of creator, as you become more confident in your craft, then you start looking for ways to expand. And I'm hoping I'm there where I'm somewhat confident, not saying complacent, but confident enough to say, where do I need to go next? Being around the powerhouses at SAC Anime, uh, Pixel and others, I, they're, they're showing me that this is this is the next level. Right. And I'm hoping that in 2020, winter, I can bring some of what I've learned from this year to that, and they all see a little, a little bit of improvement. And I'm hoping in 2020 I'll have my whole Red Hood outfit done. And here's going to be... So a, I can bring the hype yeah, and we'll to the table and yelling. <laughs> but we'll all be there together. I got two more shows in August, this summer to finish off the summer, and I might pick up a few, just some casuals in, in the fall. But, um, yeah... I want to really start my 20 hours. Well, let's, let's consider as we, as we come to this close. So, everybody, once again, we're going back to this. Like, if you want to, like, look after people and follow. For me personally, if you're on Anchor, House of Darkness, we do real talk, we do jive talk. If you want to listen to me, just, just listen to my podcast. That's one way to support. I do have the supporter option in Anchor. You can help me with that. I do have my own Patreon. It's, you know, www.patreon slash House of Darkness. You know, and if you want to do that, ain't nobody doing it. But that's okay. Just listen. That helps. Yeah. I have my Facebook, House of Darkner. I have House of Darkner on Gmail. If you have any suggestions or ideas, we can look at. So, for which is, we'll start down the line. Pixelated Tycoon. What is your next event, Evo. and where they can find you? So my next event is going to be Evo in Vegas. If I'm on the way there, 
Um, you can find me pretty much on most social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, Etsy, and Patreon. Uh, every, all, all my same tags, Patrick Slater Talkman, um, all one word. Um, and yeah, so I'll be at Evo next, and then Silicon Valley and Crunchyroll Expo, hopefully. All right, Dwight Illustrations, where's yeah. your next event and so, where they can find you? So my next event, I got two shows coming in the summertime, Bay Area shows, Silicon Valley Comic Con. I'm really looking forward to that one. And Tony Expo. Uh, Tony Expo is kind of a, you know, it's kind of a sentimental attachment because um, I did really well there and I met a really good client last year. And because I met him, I just, I decided that this is something I'm, I'm going to continue to pursue because there is a nice little, might be small, but there's a nice fan base of Mecca that go to these toy shows. Transformers and things like that are really live at these toy cons. So I'll be there. Um, I don't know my placement is yet. <clears throat> you can find me at Dwight Illustrations on Facebook and Instagram. We are working on an online store. It's not there yet, but it'll be DwightIllustrations.com. And from at my website, you'll have the option to, uh, if you find something you appreciate, you can have the option to purchase something. So that'll be up soon. Now follow me on Instagram and you'll get some updates on that. All right, 8-Bit. What you up to? Wait, hold on. Let me wake him up. Uh-huh. So this is probably why I yell. I was like, <laughs> I'm trying to think about what my next project is. I don't got nothing going on. Hey, I'm making a BLT might. when I get you home. You might. That's my project. When I get home. I'm going to make a BLT when I get home. It's going to have Parmesan. Hey, that's good. And that's good that's still a project. Yeah, it's going to have Costco. <laughs> there you go. That Costco life. Hey. And so for anyone who's, following, who's keeping up with what I'm going on, I know I haven't done my Dark Phoenix review. I'm still waiting for my, for my girl, Red's Bread Lady, to to watch the movie so we can actually do it together. Um, I know I'm missing Aladdin and Men in Black International just came out this weekend. Unless y'all paying me to do it. There's, I mean, how are we paying for this? But for sure, I'm going to be doing it with Sky, with Sky Raptor when it comes to Spider-Man Far From Home, so expect that to come up pretty soon. And I know, A-Bit, we got to set it up. We've been talking about those cartoons. Yeah. So... I'm excited for that. Yes. So when that happens, I will let you guys know for sure. That's my next big project. I'll bring. A there project. it is. That's yeah. there's a project. I knew you had a project coming yeah. up. There's a project. And I'll bring a. I'll bring the BLT. Oh, see, ooh, <laughs> Annie's bringing <laughs> snacks. I'm just saying. You no, know now I'm actually gonna have to bring a BLT. See, right? there you go. You just you just made promises you're gonna have to keep. I'm not telling you guys. Well, once again, you guys, thank you for keeping up with the real talk. For those who are following me and listening to these these longer episodes. With, it, it's how it is when I'm talking to other people and we're talking shop. We It's a little longer. If you guys appreciate it, that's great. If not, do it in parts. That, I mean, that's all, yeah. I can tell, that's all I can tell you. But um, once again, thank you to Pixelated Tycoon, Dwight Illustration, A.B. Perry for being here and, and listening to all the noise and the debate over about, you know, OSTs and stuff like that <laughs> and, and buying controllers over <laughs> I, 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 I didn't mean to start that fight, but it happened. It's all it's for good. I almost said good television. No one's seeing this, but you're hearing it. So, once again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for following. If you guys appreciate it, just let me know. And we can keep on keeping on. All right, guys? Anything else you want to say that's not inappropriate? Perry? Uh-huh. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh-huh. <laughs>